Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Randy Lemon does not necessarily endorse any of the products or services advertised on this program. Welcome back, welcome in, and welcome in, and welcome back for the rest of you. Yes, we're live. This is Garden Line. It is July 4th. By the way, you can play 4th of July music as your bump music all day if you want to. I'd still like to hear some of my fun stuff I gave you. I need. To, I should have come in there and checked off the ones I really wanted to play this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, young Will, Will Melbourne Identity. He is uh, going to be the first one to take your call. You've got a question. I know you do. And as we said just yesterday, I was, it kind of hit me at about like 9 a.m. yesterday, and we were so full and so busy with calls. I was like, if you can't get through, be the first one to call between 6 and 7 on Saturday, Sunday morning, which will be 4th of July. We're not playing any best of. We're not playing any reruns. We're not mailing it in like some weekend host in the radio world. So we're here for you. 713-212-KTRH, if you got a question, 713-212-5874. 713-212-KTRH, 212-5874. So where do you want to start with some of this stuff today? I just, I was, uh, I had time to kill this morning. <laughs> I got up at like 445 and I was like, okay, I got things to do. So you know what? I got in on the Facebook page, Garden Line with Randy Lemon, changed the profile pictures up a little bit because I have been getting on email, through email, and in backdoor lines on Facebook. And when I say on Facebook, it's not from listeners. It was from 
family members, hey, Randy, we're down in Galveston. What is this plant? And so I, I took a picture of the Pride of Barbados, which is where I got that shot from a long time ago, and posted on there. And then I attached a Friday profile we did on the Pride of Barbados so that people can say, you know, when you're driving around, and they're popping color like crazy in the last two weeks. So here's why I posted it more than anything, kind of bury the lead. Here you go. I am super impressed that these things came back from the February freeze. I thought for sure certain tropical plants like that, you know, like our citrus and our hibiscus and the bougainvillea, there's just no way these things were going to come back from their root system. But some of them, while they may have never been pruned back and they froze during the February freeze, I'm seeing the blooms at the tops of the plant now. So I'm like, I was like, this is horticulturally speaking, these Pride of Arbados are impressing me to the extreme. So I did that, posted that. And if there's anything along those lines, if you ever need any help identifying things, we like to do that. But we do ask you to ask for permission to send in pictures. Uh, a lot of people that are just passive listeners are people. I, let me start over that. People that listen to this program for long periods of time and have been long time listeners, they know the protocol. You got to ask for permission to send in the pictures. It's just a iHeart Media security measure so that you know we don't have people just randomly posting pictures within the email and sending viruses and ransomware and all that kind of stuff with it. So we ask that you send an email saying, need permission to send in pictures. And more than likely, you'll get what's called an automatic reply when that happens. And that automatic reply is capable of having pictures attached to it. Here's the one catch to all of it. You have to call in to have those pictures pulled up because after, you know, this email comes through and that email comes through and we're still getting other emails coming through that the when you post that picture, it's going to get buried. You know, by the time this program's over with, there'll be, uh, you know, upwards of 150 emails that have come in one way or another. So that's one while it's why it is impossible to answer every email that comes in. But we do our best during the middle of the shows on Saturday and Sunday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. I try my best to monitor those emails because I'm looking for people that are sending in the pictures and then we'll pull it up. But when you call after you've attached pictures and then you call Young Will. He's going to get your email address, put it on the screen so I can type that in to the email link, and then it'll pop your picture real quick. So we all clear on that? And I bang all this up because I would like to. I love the idea of always using GardenLine to help identify things for people, whether we're identifying a bug. We did that yesterday with two different bugs (laughs) with pictures. Um, We love doing it with certain plants. So people, you know, that have not listen to garden line for a long time maybe just started people that just bought their first house this is their first time getting into landscaping they'll see something that finally catches their eye they may have seen it years ago but they didn't own the house they didn't have a landscape now this is catching their eye and i tell you it's all it's often happens in the summertime around here i get pictures of pride of barbados and a lot of times when you post pictures of pride of barbados say on just some other random facebook page Somebody's always going to say, oh, that's a royal poinciana. We see those all the time when we go to Cozumel and Cancun and everything. Well, they're in the same family, but they're not royal poincianas. Royal poincianas cannot handle 30 degrees, much less what's happened with these Pride of Barbados coming back from the February freeze. I'm like super impressed. So we can give them a standing ovation today. I just, um, and it just hit me that after about the sixth picture of somebody over the last two weeks going, Randy, you know what this is? Hey, Randy, take a look at this. Tell me what this is. Pride of Barbados. And so it's posted on the Garden Line Facebook page right now. 
So uh, that's kind of fun stuff we do like to do with pictures. Hopefully you'll take advantage of that and uh, have some fun with us. I, if you, by the way, did I? I showed you that the video, right? Well, okay. I have to do some during the news break of the next hour. I need to show you something so we can set it up for um, why those two songs at the bottom of the list are listed there. Okay, we'll we'll get to that. I don't want to tell everybody about that yet. Don't want to ruin it. We can have some fun with that. Oh my goodness, gonna have some fun with that. Uh, what else can I tell you real quick? Uh, I'm kind of looking through, looking through the email real quick, see if there's anything we can answer real quick. Um, in the meantime, here's the phone number one more time. I'm going to take my first break a little bit early. So George and Spring, hang tight. I want to have plenty of time to get a few more calls behind George. So here we go one more time with the phone number. Get in behind George. First in, first up. We're going to take a break real quick. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. When you call that number... Will's the first person you're talking to. His real name is Will Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. Right. Do you like saying it fast like that? Melbourne or Bourne? You like the Bourne. And you like second pronunciation. Okay, Will Melbourne. Uh, but that's the, the what, Melbourne. Uh, Bourne, I didn't. It's his nickname for us. When you talk to Will, he needs your first name, what part of town you're calling from. They say George Spring. And then just be real quick on the topic with him. I want to talk about Pride of Barbados. I want to talk about my citrus. He does not need to know the history of that citrus. He doesn't need to know the history of that Pride of Barbados. He just needs to know the topic and what we've said for years. In one sentence or less, what do you want to talk to me in detail about? 713-212-KTRH. I got a good feeling about this. See what I mean? Yeah. I get a feeling that I never, 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 never had before. No, no. I get a good feeling. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. It is live. Yes, it is July 4th. I almost said January, the first stop set today. I'm looking at the number on the thing, and I wasn't wearing my glasses right away, and so the seven looked like a one. I was like, it's January 4th. That's my birthday. No, wait, wait. July 4th. Happy uh, 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. We are live. We're not best of. We're not rerun. We're not mailing it in on the weekend show just because it's a holiday. Because we know you guys got a lot of questions. And is already being showed by George and Spring and Carmen in Baytown. Who wants to get in on the couple open lines behind that? Here's the number. 713-212-KTRH. Get things started with George Spring. Good morning. Good morning. I planted three orange trees February a year ago, and of course this February they froze down below the graft. What kind of rootstock do the growers use? Because I've got shoots up taller than the trees I planted. I dig the the three main types. You have sour orange rootstock. You have trifoliate and something dragon. Like it's a little too early in the morning for me to remember everything right now. <laughs> But okay, those but, are the three common ones. Uh, and I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know which one is. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I see this in my consulting business all the time. And people that maybe don't understand this below the graft, you know, above the graft, below the graft, the need to understand that and whether these citrus are going to be viable again in the future. Yeah, I, I'm seeing tons from the root system shooting straight up long and lanky 
Um, and if there is no new growth above the graph, you got to get rid of this. Unless you just rewind, you got five to seven years to grow this thing out so that you can graft something onto in the future. No, I don't think I'm going to wait. <laughs> yeah, that's and that has been the dilemma. You know, do you have the patience to wait this thing out so you can grow it size to the size that makes it graftable? And it, it's a great idea. Just a lot of people are going, I'm not waiting five years to graft on. Then you got to wait another two, three years after that to, <laughs> to have fruit on it. So it's better to go ahead and start looking for replacement citrus. And they keep coming in uh, bits and pieces, so to speak. Uh, it's been a rough last 18 months for citrus growers. And I don't mean rough. Let me see if I can put this in perspective. They they were shipping out citrus before they really should have. And because of COVID, people were wanting to buy a ton of citrus trees and get gardening. Uh, and then so they, they started rushing more of their grafted materials into the stream. And so we're getting bits and pieces of it because they just can't seem to keep up with the pace. That's a good thing. It could be a bad thing, but it's, you know, eventually it will... It's kind of like in the auto sale industry right now. It's kind of like in the real estate industry. We have Uber markets, certain things. It has been an Uber citrus market for the last 18 months. Well, I think these are going to the trash heap. I think so, too. Thank you. You bet. Um, Let's go next to Carmen in Baytown, as promised. Carmen, good morning. You are on the air. Good morning. Randy, I have a rain tree, and it's it's a young tree, and the bark is sloughing off. And I pulled some off yesterday, and these little black-looking ants were running everywhere under the bark. What do I need to do? Mm. This is this, this is a bigger issue than just you seeing these ants. Ants are yes. never a problem. Ants are an indicator that there is another problem going on. Yeah. Right? Or another uh, insect. Oh, sometimes ants are there to herd aphids so they'll drip honeydew so mm-hmm. i'm not there looking at it this is a tough call for me okay well, if you just don't I'm, like the look of the ants and you want to spray it with a liquid bifenthrin perfectly safe for you perfectly safe for the rain tree i would just get okay, out there and kill you, the ants but i'd, I'd want to know why they're there i want to know what mm-hmm. else is going on and that would need to be seen by a pair of eyes okay well the tree looks good it's, there's just a few little uh, yellow leaves on it but other than that... Wait, here's um, what I would tell okay. you to do. I'm just kind of curious. Mm-hmm. Because, again, ants are an indicator of something else. And, like, let's say your yellowing leaves were a little more prom- predominant than the way you just described it. Right. So that would probably mean that the ants are herding aphids. So okay. I want to get and look on the underside of as many leaves as possible. Okay. And see if there's any aphids, and see if they're trying to herd them so they'll drip honeydew, so that they can go down to ground and then start, you know, supping up the honeydew, which is the sugar source for them. Okay. Um, if you also, I want you to look at the base, look to see if there's any kind of rot, and I want to look at the base. I want to see if there's any kind of mound of any kind. Um, in all okay. these cases, I don't care what the end is. The liquid bifenthrin is probably the answer. Okay. Okay. And then Thank if there so is much. aphids on the underside of leaves, that liquid bifenthrin needs to be applied there, too. Okay, great. Thank you. But that's a wild guess without being able to see what you're seeing. 713-212-KTRH is our number, 
seven four. By the way, I'm, I should have mentioned this while we're off there, but uh, go to the Garden Line with Randy Lemon Facebook page here in just a little bit, and, and then we'll catch up at the bottom of the news hour with that music choices, and you'll understand the perspective completely on that. Uh, so, um, again, I bring up this fact that I, I really do like using our email on the weekends. We are not a email answering service during the week, but we do use the email during the show hours. So if there is something, just like the, uh, Carmen, if there was a way to get a shot of that, it, it could tell me a whole lot more. And I love doing that for insect identification, and obviously we've done that for plant identification, uh, hence the Pride of Barbados. I love being able to use it that way, but I only do it during the actual hours of the show. If you guys understood how many emails came into my system on a daily basis, weekly basis, you'd understand. It's in, it is virtually, emotionally, <laughs> and logically impossible to answer all these emails. So that's why we say... If you need an answer via email, you need your answer coming back to you via email, the best thing you can do is ask those questions during the actual show hours. Otherwise, you'll probably get an automatic reply, You know, kind of like an out-of-office reply, but it's the automatic reply saying, uh, apologies up front, but unfortunately, this is not an email answering service. But it, we do use it a lot during the actual show hours, so keep that in mind as we go through. And a perfect example is going to be coming up at, right after the news break. Uh, when we get done with the next segment and after Nikki gets done with the news segment, I'm going to be bringing up uh, D.C. in Titusville, Florida. He asked for permission yesterday. I'm sure he got an automatic reply overnight, and he apparently sent in the pictures. I don't know yet because I not have the emails pulled up yet, and I won't until the bottom of the hour, the bottom of the half hour, because this is the first uh, email that we're going to pull up. So i got... Too many other things going on the computers to get the show rolling today. So we'll definitely get to Titusville, Florida, and those pictures right after the news break at the bottom of the hour. But next up in line is Bruce in the Woodlands. Bruce, good morning. You are on the air. Hey, Randy. Good morning. I owed you a call back. Uh, I called you right after the freeze. We had put in a 100-gallon red maple tree that was doing great. And we were scared to death that uh, the freeze is going to kill it. It's quite an investment. Uh, you told me to drench it with Medina. I don't. We don't need to run through the details again. Oh no, no, dude. Tell. I mean, look. I've talked to a lot of yeah. people and a lot of different tree replacements. I've done a lot of Randy Lemon consulting jobs just like this. But it, it would be helpful for you to go ahead and remind everybody what I told you to do. Yeah, you said Medina, and I said I have a garage full of it, and you said like eight or ten ounces to a gallon of water and, you know, saturated around the root ball and all of that. Um, and it was amazing. And, you, you know, I gave it some time and did it a second time and still, you know, every three or four weeks do a couple of gallons. But that first application was five gallons. And uh, I, it's astounding. It's it's a, I can't wait till the fall. The thing is growing like crazy, and I don't think it would have survived. And I think you knew exactly what to do. And uh, when you said Medina, I saw where you were going. I just didn't know how much. Yeah, and, and I don't so, think I said ten ounces, but I, I when we're doing saturations like that, I think if the the average is six to eight ounces per gallon of water. And, and you know what? I'm doing this from memory from February, so it, it may have been eight. 
Now, having said that, it, 10 ounces per gallon of water would not have killed anything. It wouldn't have burned anything. Uh, you can't do that with that 100% organic material that's in uh, the soil activators. But I, I love the fact, I do remember that, love the fact that you had already invested in that much <laughs> soil activator. Oh and so you, it makes it that much easier to make the application. So when people call in and I tell them you're going to need several gallons of soil activator. Oh, I do. Right. I, you know, for years we use it on potted plants, and and you just buy the little plastic container. I, I don't buy it anyway, but buy the gallon anymore. And you know, they do they do sell gallons. five gallon drums of it too. Golly, I just don't want to pick that up. It's my only problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Randy, one more plug if I could. Yeah. Uh, one Aggie to another. Uh, my day job is I'm the chief operating officer of the Battleship Texas. Oh, cool. We yesterday and today. We had 5,000 visitors yesterday. No rain. We're going to be open again today, so if folks are looking for something to do, come on out. The chief operating officer of Battleship Texas. I didn't know it had a yep. COO. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I've I've been yeah, there over the years. Gosh, now you know I don't want to date myself, but let's just say in sixty years or fifty-five years of living down here, I've probably been there a dozen times in my life. Well, you, I tell you, it's not hard. BattleshipTexas.org. You can reach out to me sometime. I'd be happy one-on-one -on -one to walk you around and show you what we're doing. We have introduced our first hologram on the ship. It's going to be a big part of our future, and yesterday people were amazed at the uh, quality of it. Well, let me and let me ask you this, and I apologize because it has been five, seven years since I've been there. But um, there was there were like concern that it was like rotting and you know like sinking or whatever that they you know it they had it shut down for a long time. What was the issue? Yeah, a couple of years. Well, this first time we've been open in almost two years. We have uh, funding to replace the hull. Additionally, we want to put a new deck on it, paint it, fix the superstructure. That funding that came out of Senate Bill 1511 also said, we're going to do this, but you guys have to get it out of San Jacinto State Park and put it in a different location, which they did not fund, but we're going to make happen anyway. Uh, they, they realize, while it's a wonderful spot and it's been there since it first came, it does not get nearly enough visitors to sustain itself. And frankly, you know, there's just that time where the state said, you know what, we really probably need to let some folks that really are, are ship people uh, operate the ship. The state owns it. They'll always own it. They should own it. Despite all the crazies on social media, the ship is not leaving Texas. It's not even going to leave the greater Houston area. But we do believe right after the new year, when hurricane season's over, that uh, I'm 99.9% sure that the uh, restoration work will be done in Gallus. Nice. Yeah, so, like, I was going to ask you that question real quick. You have 30 seconds to answer. We got to get ready for news yeah. here at the bottom of the answer. Okay. But I'm I'm asking you not just as the COO, but I'm asking you as somebody who's passionate about this. Where would you like to see it? Oh, my gosh. That, yeah, that's the worst question you can ask me. There are heavy negotiations going on, and I need these people to stay competitive with each okay. other okay. for a location. Yeah. So you, you will okay, you're going to send me an email privately, and you're going to tell you're going to answer that question for me. <laughs> Only if you promise not to. I won't share it. I'm good. I, I have journalism 
uh, background. One of my favorite class of all time. And this came up yesterday, right, Nikki? I, my favorite class of all time, I sat two seats away from Lyle Lovett. It was media <laughs> law, right? And media law. And yeah. both Lyle and I were into, like, we're, like, thinking we're going to be lawyers and we're going to go defend people for oh, uh, cool. malice yeah. and uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Lyle well, Lovett did the voiceover on a video for us a few years back, and it was wonderful. Oh, cool. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. I appreciate it, Bruce. Stay in touch with me. We got news, weather, and traffic coming up. And when we come back, we're going to go to Titusville, Florida, and talk to – is that D.C. or O.C.? I can't you, – can you move that screen to the right just a little bit for me? That will help me. Here comes Nikki with news, weather, and traffic, and we'll be right back with your garden line questions. We have some lines open. Bruce's line's open right now. It's 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome back. This is the Garden Line News Radio 740 KTRH 713212. KTRH 713-212-5874. I gotta get this back in alphabetical order. <laughs> Sorry, hold on a second. Where is that? There it is. Okay. Feel better about that now. So now we're clear. On why those songs are at the bottom of the list. We'll have some fun with that a little bit later on today.
Let's go to Titusville, Florida, which I'm going to admit right up front, I don't know where Titusville is in the shape of Florida, but we're going to find out real quick. Here's D.C. in Titusville, Florida. Morning, D.C. Hey there, Randy. How you doing? Good. So where is Titusville? Uh, it's by Kennedy Space Center, right across the river from it. Oh, cool. So down south. No, actually center state. Oh, that okay, that's right. Why I guess I was thinking uh Kissimmee is more south than that. Well, I don't you've probably been in Texas too long. I probably have. <laughs> is it is it raining there because of uh what is it, Elsa? Yeah, it's been kinda of lousy weather, it's kinda of interrupted my daily runs. In fact, it's kind of off and on right now. It's it comes and like it's like good old Florida storms. They come and then fifteen minutes later, it's sun shining. All right. So uh, yesterday, you got a permission slip to send some pictures because you had requested it, or either that, or you'd sent something in and then it bounced back to you without the permission slip. But now we're set. Uh, I pulled up the pictures. Let tell everybody what your questions were to me and kind of tell everybody what the pictures look like. Well, what I got in my front, my main front yard, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, is I got some browning that just started popping up in the next last couple of weeks. And you can see part of the grass across the sidewalk is growing really healthy and green. But there in the main picture, the, the yard just doesn't look healthy at all. It grows in spots, but it doesn't grow any, in certain spots. It's kind of got brown texture and color to it. Right. Um the first my gut instinct when i see a picture like that is that somebody sprayed this with something and it got burnt so it's so random there's not a pattern to this like an insect would do uh and chinch bugs i don't know if it's chinch bugs but that doesn't look like chinch bug damage to me uh i would want to check for grub worms uh i don't know if you guys have the grub worms as much as do you have a uh, you know may beetles june bugs yeah, we got them. Yeah, then you probably could. You're going to have to do a test to see if that's grub worm. But golly, it's like somebody stood on the sidewalk and sprayed like a weed killer. Somebody sprayed some insecticide, but it was too potent. It's like somebody sprayed all of this. Okay. Do you, do you think that uh, watering it? more would do a trick to help kind of wash uh, I think that stuff? based on as much brown as I'm seeing and, and especially like that close-up all right uh, the right. close-up does show signs of what we call gray leaf spot but not like that's not what's causing the, the grass to go brown that would cause a yellowing uh, but that close-up there's so much brown debris in there that has to be raked out uh, I don't know where you might have access to really good high-end compost, but I would rake out the brown, dust some compost in there, and then I'd start spraying on a bi-weekly basis, like we were just talking about with Bruce, uh, get some soil activator. And if you, I know you guys can order Medina products to be shipped. I would think there's got to be some places in Florida that carry the Medina products, but that for you is going to be medinaag.com if you want to get in there and figure out how to order some shipped to you. But me, you've got to get some soil activator on this right away. Here's the other thing that kind of trips me up a little bit. The very first picture, it's kind of like uh, the one that has the, the finger in the lens. Yeah. Okay. That looks like it could be brown patch, the fungal disease. 
And that's where the compost and the soil activator is also going to come in. But if I look at that picture, it's like the, the brown grass is Bermuda. But the grass outside of that dead Bermuda is the St. Augustine. Do you have a lot of Bermuda mixed in with all this? I really haven't noticed. It's been mostly St. Augustine. All right. Uh, okay, then that's tough because I'm not there kind of, you know, that my fingers and hands on this and raking around. But uh, I would tell you that I see a situation like this, the third picture. It's almost like somebody uh-huh. went in there and said, I'm going to get rid of the, the uh, Bermuda grass and I'm going to spray liquid atrazine everywhere. And so it did. It made the brown, the, the Bermuda grass sick. And so there's random spots of healthy St. Augustine here and there. But normally when I see mostly brown like this, I think it's kind of fixable. Uh, at least there's not a disease spreading. Otherwise, we'd see yellow. Let's go back to the very first picture with your finger in there. You'd see like on the outer edges of that brown, you'd see all kinds of yellowing happening if this was a fungal disease being spread. I don't remember ever seeing any yellow at all. Okay. Uh, okay, based on not being there and testing, I can only go at my gut instinct on this, and that is rake out the brown, compost top dress, liquid soil activator every week, every two weeks for the next couple of months. Okay, well, you, know, you can always jump a jet and just fly <laughs> over here. Did you have nothing yeah, I know. The, com- the private jet, the company jet, uh, Randy yeah. Lemon Consulting's <laughs> company jet. <laughs> yeah, just turn that rubber band a little bit tighter. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, good luck with that. Uh, that's uh, that's tough to do when you're not there looking at it and diagnosing it. I mean, his pictures are interesting, to say the least. Look, at, I would also, one more thing, DC, look up, you can Google search my name, Randy Lemon and Gray Leaf Spot. It might not be a bad idea to invest in some Dacanil fungicide as well, and that tip sheet will tell you that. But Dacanil or Chlorothalonil fungicide could be a helping hand along the way. If you can read that tip sheet about gray leaf spot, do that application too, along with everything else we already talked about. Uh, could be able to fix this. 713-212-KTRH is our phone number. 713-212-5874. Who knew we'd be this deep into interesting conversations like Battleship Texas <laughs> and Titusville, Florida questions. Yesterday we had a call from Tennessee and North Carolina. Right, so Florida. I said this yesterday. Is like we need to cover all the southern states one weekend and just do nothing but calls from our southern neighbors. So uh, Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. I can handle questions from that region. I like Southern gardening. I love Gulf Coast gardening. But if you're from um, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Idaho, Wyoming, it's a little more tough on me because Gulf Coast gardening, total different animal than gardening way north of the Mason-Dixon line, as the saying goes. 713-212-KTRH is our phone number, 713-212-5874. By the way, who uh, did anybody go and wish uh, Bob Patterson with Southwest Fertilizer a happy birthday yesterday? I know, I'm not seeing any videos. I was expecting some people to shoot some singing videos. Wishing them a happy birthday. Uh, but they are right there, corner of Bissa and Renwick. And um, I would like to figure out whether they're open today or not. So I'm going to do a little, this is going to be interesting, southwestfertilizer.com. So if they posted anything on their Facebook page about being closed or open on 4th of July, that doesn't say anything that I can see. So there's a good, up. Oh! 
They will be closed today and tomorrow. That's, I'm glad I looked that up. But who went and wished him a happy birthday yesterday? Yesterday was uh, Bob Patterson, uh, the owner of Southwest Fertilizer. We kind of made a, a public service announcement about that. So uh, at the meantime, you can also order from them online. You don't have to leave your house to be having things ordered. And then you can go and pick them up. The curbside pickup Tuesday when they open back up. But again, Southwest Fertilizer is closed today and tomorrow in observation of July 4th, Independence Day. So keep that in mind. And just uh, kind of look them up online at southwestfertilizer.com. You can also look them up at yardgeek.com. That's our good friends at Southwest Fertilizer. Belated happy birthday one more time to Bob Patterson. And if anybody went and did that, I hope you shot a video. <laughs> we were encouraging people, Will, yesterday to go sing happy birthday to Bob. And <laughs> someone shoot videos. Uh, that could be fun. But no one sent me a video, so we'll take it from there. 713-212-KTRH. A couple of lines are open right now. You can grab them. Let's get back after this calls. I got Peggy Joe and Spring coming up next at 713-212-KTRH. You know the name of the lead singer for Panic at the Disco? Yeah. The guy can sing, man. I know he does a lot of stuff that's outside of what Panic at the Disco was, but the guy has got an amazing singing voice as opposed to Robert Earl King. <laughs> joke earlier. As opposed to Bob Dylan. <laughs> So, with that, that's why I love that song. I like that song play all the time. High, high hopes. So, we do have a couple lines open. You can grab them right now. Let's see how many calls we can get in until the top of the hour. One hour going to be down here shortly. We are live. This is not a best of. This is not a rerun. This is not a mail it in on the 4th of July weekend like some radio hosts have done this weekend. I actually understand why, but I just think that we, we're still playing catch up uh, from the February freeze. Uh, it's, the perspective, I need y'all to understand something, too. Uh, a lot of people want everything to be just all hunky-dory since the freeze. So that was end of February for all intents and purposes. We we weren't done with freezing freezing and, and cold enough weather until essentially March 1st. So March, April, May, June. March, April, May, June. We are only four months of growth and recovery. Only. Uh, underline that word, Only. So there's some stuff that still has to be waited on, some things that we still have to see. We know the palms that made it or not now. We definitely know that. Four months, I think we can make that judgment. And if you're sitting there on dead palms still, <laughs> you don't have to wait anymore. Take them down. But this all goes back to why I posted that picture of the Pride of Barbados. I am blown away that they came back from the freeze. 
And here we are, just four months later, and they are popping that wonderful combination of yellow, orange, red color. It's just a great combination. So, Pride of Barbados does have other names. We'll talk about that next hour, but I just want you all to appreciate that. We posted that picture on our Gardenline Facebook page. I hope you'll take a moment to look at that and see. No, they don't look good during the wintertime, period. But you prune them back, and they grow back. And I'm, again, I'm seeing... Over in Katy alone, this Pride of Barbados that's five, six feet tall and starting to pop some blooms at the top. They never did get cut back. The fact that they're growing new color four months only after that freeze on something that we consider so tropical, just, you know, again, standing ovation, Pride of Barbados. A little more detail on that next hour. Here comes Peggy Joe in spring up next. Morning, Peggy Joe. You're on the air. Morning, Randy. I'm taking your advice and calling early. I get up very early every morning and take my two doggies out to do their business, and I walk around my yard, and the past few days I've seen brown snakes. They are not those worms that they're talking about. Those flathead the worms? They're not those with the, with the triangle at the head. They're straight, long. One of the first one I saw was about as thick as my thumb and about two feet long, and the other one a couple days later was about a baby, I think, about... Six inches long and about the size of my little finger. Can you take a picture next time? <laughs> I could try. Well, yeah. Uh, here's the thing: you got to get a picture of it because you got to see what the shape of the head is like. And, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try viper. to describe this for you. Um, I know it's not a pit viper. I could tell. It doesn't have that type of head. If you have a, um, would you call this? I'm asking Will. This is shape is more like a spade, right? Uh-huh. When, when you have a spade-shaped head, those are poisonous. When you have a more oblonged, uh, longer but rounded at the tip head without that spade protrusions on the right and left, those are usually harmless because that's the the ultimate quick testing way to find out if something's poisonous or not is the but shape of the head. Gotta go over that again. I need yeah. To okay. So when I'm when I see snakes. Out in the in the property, you walk uh-huh. around. My first goal is to look at the head and see if it's uh-huh. got any kind of spade wide shape to it. You know, think of spade on a, a, a plane card. Like a, the pit viper head. Well, uh, kind of pointed at the nose. Of yeah. Well, um, let me just do this real quick because I want to see what you think by fit, pit viper. Um, oh God, let's do that. All right, so yeah, um, if you look at something, I'm looking at a pit viper because I'm, I'm not familiar with it. By uh, it has more of a, a spade shape to the head. And I okay. say spade, I'm talking about playing cards. You know, hearts, diamonds, All clubs, right. okay. spade okay. All right. shape. So uh, it's going to be wider back towards the like cheeks or jowls of the yes. snake. Yes. Um, the okay. the ones that are not poisonous in our environment, and this is not 100, percent but 99% of the time, if it's more oblonged and that you don't have that wide girth at the jowls of the mm-hmm. snake head, those are usually never poisonous around here. So you can see things like rat snakes, king snakes, um, water snakes. They do not have that you know protrusion cheekbones, if you will. But definitely if it's got any kind of spade shape to the head, you're going to want to avoid those and keep the dogs away from those 
as much as possible. So, you don't have to get up next to it to take a picture. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know, I know. <laughs> but it, it would help for identification purposes to well, next time take a look snakes. at the head. We lived in the Philippines for two years in the U.S. Navy, and we had a snake that they called the three-step snake. Three steps and you were dead if it bit you. Ooh. It was really a bad boy. <laughs> Ouch. All right, well. Hopefully, we get a, now that we've talked about that, we'll get a better look at it. And, some, and Look, I had to learn that in my adult life. When I started working for Texas A&M's College of Agriculture and Agricultural Communications, we covered all kinds of things via video as a television producer. And one of them was getting with the experts that understood you know, snakes and reptiles and things like that and help produce little videos on how to tell if something's poisonous. And I've been able to use that when I moved out to uh, the Rose Hill, Texas area, you know, 10, 11 years ago. That was one of the first things that came into play. I thought it was a water moccasin. No, it turns out it was just a water snake, but because I didn't have to panic because of the shape of the head. So I told you I'd explain this about the Pride of Barbados tree, because the minute I posted something, I actually removed one of the comments. Because they, I don't know what you're talking about. That is known as a peacock tree. Okay, it can be called that, but when you look up information on what this tree really is, the Pride of Barbados, start with that. Oh, and the, the other argument was, no, that's the Royal Poinciana. I know that because of our trips to Mexico every year. It is in that family of plants, but this is a true separate issue when it comes to the family, the genus, and the species. And I don't ever get into that because it talks over people's head. And I always felt like it was kind of condescending to start, you know, well, you must be talking about the Casa Polini and Pulmochera. Look, Pride of Barbados, also known as a peacock tree, also known as a paradise flower, right? And it's in this Quesalapina family of plants. And you keep going down through that kind of the, the synonyms of those plants. Then it's Poinciana elata, Poinciana bejuga, uh, Poinciana pulchimeria. But that is not a royal Poinciana like you see in Mexican resorts because those never get freezing temperatures. We in Houston, Texas can get freezing temperatures and a royal Poinciana will never handle that. It will kill those. But it obviously, no freeze, will permanently kill the Pride of Barbados, hence the posting of that picture on the Guardline Facebook page. Well, hopefully y'all will run with that and understand, yes, it does go by other names, but here on Guardline for and what we see in Galveston, especially the southern areas, and I just it's blown me away to see it coming back in full bloom in Katy. <laughs> just makes me want everybody to plant one. Look, a pride of Barbados. And that's usually what you're going to see it 
labeled as. So if you want to check that out. Now, having said all that, if you still want to debate me, <laughs> give us a call. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. We have lines open. Hmm. Really? I haven't been there in 20 years. That's a great suggestion. I have to tell you a fun story about my whole world changed in terms of how I got paid to do Garden Line at that restaurant 20 plus years ago. I'll tell you that story. Just let's plan on it. We're talking about the one over uh, Westheimer-ish, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Studemont. Yeah. So just north of the Montrose area, right? Okay, cool. La Mexicana. Man, that's been a long time. What made you suggest that? Okay, that makes sense. Uh, well, yeah, just put a smile on my face. All right, sorry. Well, I'm trying to, I, I promised Will a lunch uh, to catch up on some things business-wise and f- future career-wise. <laughs> so his suggestion is pretty darn good. I like that. I need to get, I got to get this food stuff off of my head. This is killing me right now because I know I I don't eat, won't eat, can't eat while I'm doing the radio show. It's been just a, a personal pledge <laughs> all these years. Um, I Speaking of up and down that street, uh, the Christie's Donuts place, 25 years ago had the best, uh, what am I thinking of, the Mexican sausage. Ah, why I can't think of it right now. That is crazy. Um, chorizo. <laughs> they had best chorizo and egg tacos ever. I don't even know if they have the person making those tacos anymore here 20 plus years later. But So I'd, I'd come in from, let's say, the Katy area and head up down, head down, uh, Studemont, and stop at Christie's and get a couple of chorizo and egg tacos before I got this wasn't garden line I'm, t- I'm teaching Will a lesson here but why I chose never to eat on the air again so it was a two person show we were on Monday through Friday 10 to noon and then Saturdays we soloed from 9 to noon something like that and I would always stop and get my partner a donut or a kolache he wanted a kolache but man Someone was making the best chorizo and egg tacos. I love really good chorizo and egg tacos. Like homemade tortillas, you know they're homemade, and you just look there. So um, I'd I'd eat these chorizo and egg tacos, and thankfully I had a partner on the air because I'd be talking and say, hey, good morning, you're listening to Garden Line. (laughs) This is like started convulsing. It was like burping, belching. It was like, okay. But I, I had a thing for those tacos, but it took about a year for me to finally figure out, you know what, you really shouldn't eat right before you go on the air, Randy. And I kind of stuck, stu- stuck to that kind of pledge the rest of my life. Now, in the past, the people would bring in, when we were down in the, the Montrose area, I love it, in Westheimer area, people would bring in food constantly and to get promoted on the air and everything. But we can't do that in this building security-wise. Haven't, even prior to COVID, you didn't have people that could bring you food because of the way security works in a building like this. I'm going to wonder whether or not that's going to change when we move, because we're supposed to move in September, October of this year into another building. It's going to be interesting whether we'll ever get back to being able to have food vendors. Just bring food in for you live on the air. All right, all that, because I was talking about Mexico, uh, the Royal Poinciana, okay? And that, that all started because I'm looking at the call screener, and there's Will typing something on the screen. I thought he's going, people are calling it not the Pride of Barbados, but... The this and I was like, oh no, 
he's talking about the restaurant we're going to go to for lunch afterwards and get caught up on everything. So glad I got that off my chest. <laughs> um, so what do you feed the Royal Poinciana? I would say feed it hibiscus food. Take a chance with hibiscus food. If at the very least, take a chance with something like Nelson's Color Star, any of the slow release, cold, controlled release blooming plant foods. Uh, now that. So uh, one more thing, and then we're going to take a, a first official break. We're going to line up some phone calls at 713-212-KTRH. This is our number two of the 4th of July, Independence Day, live, no best of, no reruns, no mailing it in on this weekend. We want to take your questions. We had a fun and busy first hour, to say the very least. So let's continue the fun and busyness. Ready? 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Yesterday, the subject came up a couple of times, and here I'm looking out there right now. It doesn't I can't really tell whether we're just going to have a, a rainy day or sunny day. I have not even looked at the radar. I know Nikki did in the very first break today, but if you could, if you have not done your summer fertilization and your grass blades are dry this morning, and you can get a summer essential fertilization down and let Mother Nature water it in later today, boom, you are going to have one of the greenest yards on the block in the next two weeks. I promise you that. Because Mother Nature's, the pH of Mother Nature's rains is just slightly below neutral, and that's what helps green things up when you have the right amount of nitrogen and the right amount of, uh, uh, what am I thinking, sulfur in, in that combination and these fertilizers that we recommend do that especially one of the the summer essentials nitrofos super turf 19410 if you can get that down on dry grass blades right now today and let mother nature water it in whoa the results are going to be phenomenal in the next couple of weeks I promise you that. I love the idea of Mother Nature watering in a fertilization whether it's organic or not and the other summer uh, essential from nitrofos is they're organic Nitrofoss sweet green. So which way are you going to go? Uh, I can always tell you where to go get it by talking in generalities like the Greater Houston Ace Retailer Group, like uh, all the feed stores that we talk about. Most of the nurseries and garden centers carry it. Um, if they're not carrying the Nitrofoss either or, Summer Essential, uh, let me know. We'll see what we can do to get it in those places. But it's everywhere. I mean, it comes from the Nitrofoss Warehouse, which is based right here in the Houston area. So uh, everybody should be carrying it. If they're not, hell, I'll help. But... In the meantime, if you ever need help finding any of the Nitrofoss products, always call me. You can also email while I'm live on the air, but definitely give us a call at 713-212-KTRH, and we'll hook you into the closest place that you can get these Nitrofoss summer essentials. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Morning, everyone. Welcome back. This is The Garden Line. I'm your host, Randy Lemon. That's our producer board op, chief bottle washer, call screener. What else are you doing back there today? Young Will, Will Melbourne, Identity. When you call that number, 713-212-KTRH, you're talking to him first. He needs your name, what part of town you're calling from. Be specific. Don't go Houston. <laughs> Say North Houston or South Houston or, you know, Katy or Woodlands or Clear Lake. Be, be very specific about where you're calling from because that will help us maybe get you to the right place to get the right product in your hand. And then you don't need to go into a lot of detail with Will. It's nothing personal. Will's got other things to do. I just told you. He's, he's this, he's this, he's doing this. He's also, you know, the, the fail-safe for all our other radio stations in the building on the weekends. That hasn't happened a lot lately. Have they fixed some of these problems finally? That's good. Yay. Yay, engineering. Um, but when you're talking to him, just be brief about what you want to talk to me in detail about. So you, you just give him the topic. He doesn't need to know anything more than, like, the topic. Like, I want to talk about Pride of Barbados. <laughs> I want to debate Randy. You don't need to do that. That was just a joke. Real quick email answer. Brad, can you put down the summer fertilization and Medina has to grow at the same time? You don't need to. If you're talking about has to grow for lawns, and I would want to know that this is another thing about emails. Sometimes it's, it is better to call in with a question like this because I'm going to bounce some things off you and, and also clarify some things for you. If I were to use a Medina product after a fertilization, it's going to be soil activator. I don't need the fertilization that has to grow is after I've already put down a fertilization. So be more specific about which Medina product, but it does say has to grow. So I would think he's thinking about the lawn fertilizer that you hook onto the end of the hose. And that's overkill at this point. I don't think you're going to hurt anything. I don't think you're going to burn up the lawn. You just don't need that in addition to your summer fertilization, whether it's Nitrofoss SuperTurf or organically. You could like you could do MicroLife and then follow that with Soil Activator. You could do Nitrofoss SuperTurf, follow that with Soil Activator or even Medina Plus. Medina Plus is Soil Activator with a little added seaweed extract. Some do. Hey, so you have a. Here's a song. This is. I told everybody I'd do this. I told some friends I'd do this. Let me tell you a real quick story. And if you're just now tuning in, you weren't listening yesterday, you don't know the any times I've told the story in the past. Yeah, the little, the small world story is the connection with Lyle Lovett on a couple different levels and everything. And uh, his family members, they're fans of the show. They they use the services like the tree service we talk about. Got a chance to go out and catch up a little bit with uh, Lyle the other day because we were in several journalism classes at A&M together. The, the fun story is, and it's self-effacing on my part, is that um, when, when I was a student there, 
his uh, his girlfriend was in the theater program, and I was a minor in theater, so uh, I would always find a way to hang out with Lori <laughs> a little bit more than I didn't ever, didn't like Lyle's music back then. I didn't like him sitting on a bar stool and you know, you know back porch type issue and just playing type folk music, a little bit of country music. I was a rock and roll boy. You know, grew up pop and rock and roll. Uh, I didn't really even start knowing anything about country music until I went to A&M. I was a student because eh, a bunch of people go boot scooting, you know, with doing, you know, country western dancing. I got okay at country western dancing, two-step. Got good at uh, Domino's, too, 42 version of Domino's. So keep that in mind. But uh, I didn't enjoy his music. So he becomes famous after college. He starts going out more as a country western artist, and he's in a couple of films here and there. And it's like, man, I don't remember him being that good when we were students at AM. And then he comes out with Lyle Lovett and his large band. And that changed everything. So that you know, the closing music that we play, you, you'll play a little bit of that real quick. You know, the, like pretend like we're closing the hour out. Uh, it used to, we used to start the show with this song too, but it's just become the closing music. If you have, um, just give me a thumbs up when you're ready on that. But the closing music is the Blues Walk from Lyle Lovett and his large band album. And it's like a two and a half minute song. We edited it down to one minute, exactly one minute. So I know by hearing that song over and over again how many seconds I have left to talk, right? Pretty good about closing when that music runs out. I've gotten good at that over the years and everything. But it's, you know, here's the Blues Walk. All right, you can fade that out just a little bit. So I got, hey, man, starting to appreciate Lyle Lovett music, Lyle Lovett and the large band. And then uh, the next step is he's coming out and he plays this, um, he was doing this concert with this uh, four-piece. He had this cello player in there. The guy's phenomenal. Still plays for him to this day. Lyle told me the other day that this guy's age, and I didn't believe it. Because he, he looks so young <laughs> 20 years ago compared to what I think his age is now. Okay. So he comes out with the, the album Joshua Judges Ruth. And I'm like, I'm pretty much every song in there I'm a fan of and love it. But the funniest one, I mean, just he's got a lot of clever. Lyle's a funny guy, by the way, if you ever get a chance to talk to him one on one. But some of his lyrics are so clever. And this is a long song, and I'm, I'm not going to play the whole thing. But I just want you to appreciate um, some of the, the lyrics in this. And it, the song is called. And I, I, I know he's told stories about it before in the past, but where he kind of grew up in the Klein area and everything, if the if the pastor was not feeling like people were paying attention, they may just you know preach all day. But come on, what's the thing about Sundays and going to church? It means good you know lunch or dinner or early dinner afterward, getting the family together for dinner. And this was the song that he wrote called Church. I went to church last Sunday So I could sing and pray But something quite unusual Happened on that day My church, it started right on time Just like it does without a doubt And everything was all just fine Except when it came time to let us out You know the preacher he kept preaching he told us i have one more thing to say children before you think of leaving you better think about the judgment day yeah. now everyone got nervous <laughs> everyone got nervous 
Everyone was a hunger too Everyone was wondering what was the next thing he would do And the preacher he kept preaching He said now I remind you if I may You all better pay attention Or I might decide to preach all day now Everyone was getting so hungry Everyone's getting so hungry one started passing out and the young ones they could not sit still and the, the preacher's voice rose high. I snuck so up great. to the balcony and I crept into the choir and I begged them brothers sisters help me please I said when I give you a signal I said when I raise up my hands won't you please join with me together the Lord, I have a Here plan. it is. And the preacher, he kept preaching. Long is the struggle, hard to fight. And I prayed, Father, please forgive me. And then I stood up and with all my might, I sang to the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner. It's now. time Let's for dinner go. now. Let's go eat. <laughs> I think I remember him telling the story in a concert one time about having to apologize to his longtime preacher. <laughs> it's time for dinner now. Let's go eat. But the preacher, he kept. Now, this song takes a, a little darker turn, too. <laughs> a little bit later on, when he eats the bird. <laughs> it's time for dinner now. Let's go eat. So. Who knew? Like 1979-1980 that the guy playing guitar on a bar stool in a beer bar in Bryan, Texas or College Station, Texas would go on to produce that kind of music. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh I said, to the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner now. Let's go eat. So now you got me thinking like that. Thank you, Will. It's time for lunch, and here it is only 7.30 in the morning. We're going to take a break for news, weather, traffic coming up. I just had to play that song just because it's one of my favorite from the... If you ever get a chance, and I know we don't go out and buy albums anymore. You download things more than anything, but if you ever get a chance, the album Joshua Judges Ruth. There's fantastic music all over that album. And, of course, for me, it started getting good for him when uh, Lyle, when it was the... Lyle Levin and his large band. I, I like brass. Got a band with Brad. But, oh, and I said this yesterday, too. Uh, you can play uh, this coming back from the news break. Uh, go to the La Billy Rubina song uh, that's on our list. That that band, Juan Luis Guerra, who is, I want to say he's Dominican. Um, that band, the brass in that band is flawless. Always. Perfect. I would pay good money to go see Juan Luis Guerra and his band, Anytime. Uh, so, love the song La Billy Rubina, and it is fast, and you have to think how fast that brass section has to be on that song. So, we'll do that when we come back, but that's it. In the meantime, let's fire up the phone lines. I know you got a garden line question or two. Candy, you want to call in? Brad, you want to call in? Because uh, I got questions for you. Just showing me the pictures of this may not solve the problem. Uh, I do like working with pictures from time to time, but if we can get you to call in and we pull up those pictures at the same time, uh, it's very helpful. 713-212-KTRH is the number. 713 212 
Yeah, there's that brass. I love this song. All right, here's our number. We're going to get to uh, Ralph of Northwest Side of Houston uh, pretty quickly, but I want to get out the phone number one more time, 713-212-KTRH. And I, I'd still ask Brad, Brad G., if you could call in. I want a little more clear. I want to help you with a little more clarification on the what to put down after fertilizer. Because it, it really is always on a case-by-case basis. What if, Which fertilizer is he actually using? Synthetic, organic, which soil activator product maybe we can put down afterwards? Or just let Mother Nature water it in, if that can ha- happen. That, that was a we had a pretty deep discussion about that yesterday. Mother Nature's rain, the pH is slightly acid. That's not acid rain. <laughs> it's just it's the it's on the acidity scale. It's uh, just below neutral. Let's say it's like six seven six eight. Neutral being seven. You don't want to water in fertilizers with highly alkaline water. You really don't. Slightly acidic really helps it pop a little bit better. And so it, anybody that's ever done it and you want to call in and back me up on this, if you were able to get a fertilizer down before a, a good little rain, you know, it could be just a half inch, quarter inch, but a solid enough rain where it's coated every one of those pellets and prills of fertilizer and just makes it work immediately. It's such a great thing to let Mother Nature work hand in hand with you and making your lawn green up. And if you know you're you're in a time frame, there's no rain, like no typical summer months, then yeah, you should always water in a fertilization for just a minute or two. And it doesn't take that much, but definitely water it in after you put down, especially on the synthetic scale. And it's it helps to water in the organic too, but you're not going to burn anything on the organics if you forget to water it in. Same uh, same thing holds true with like the azomite, you know our. Uh, trace minerals, trace elements that we have been recommending more and more of, uh, that can go down with or without water. And if you can have it watered in slightly after you do that application, more power to you. 713-212-KTRH. we got Ralph in Northwest Houston. Who's going to get in on the open lines behind Ralph? 713-212-KTRH. Good morning, Ralph. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, I have a bunch of fruit trees my uh, fig tree, I'm getting overproduction in it. How do you trim up a, a fig tree? Well, <laughs> technically speaking, you're not supposed to prune fig trees. That's technically speaking. But when you have uh, lower branches that are about to start hitting the soil, you never want to let that happen. So I usually take out the lower branches. Uh, this is not the best time to do it. But if they look like they're about to hit the soil so that they don't reroot and run uh, sideways, I'll take those off. But technically, we don't prune them the way we would prune a citrus tree. Technically, we don't prune them the way we would prune a, a stone fruit tree like peaches, pears, plums. So it's just clean up. It's just if it's getting rampant, if it's running, if it's like running off skew, you want to get rid of those limbs here and there. Oh, all right, that'll that'll do it. I got overproduction of fig, figs and blueberries, and I got to do a little something with that fig tree. I don't, you know, I don't blame you, and, and I don't mind pruning 
let's say a rampant growth, a, a wild askew grow right now. But when if I need to do more than just one limb here and there, then I would probably wait till about October to if unless again unless they're getting ready to touch the ground. And the the if once the blueberries are done, yeah, you can get in there and start trimming away. Again, rampant growth, wild growth. Get it back into the shape of the bush that you want it to. Uh, I would prefer you do it on like a week like this, where we know we're getting rains in between. You prune and get a rain with your fruit trees or fruit shrubs. That's a great way to buffer the stress that comes from the pruning. Smart idea. Kind of fun idea. So um, we were talking earlier. I was talking earlier. I should say that you know when you go into if if you have problems finding like the nitrofoss products, you know. Call me, ask me, I'll try to hook you up. There's a lot of nurseries and garden centers that have their own blends of fertilizer, right? Feed stores too, that they have their own blend of fertilizer. But the kind of key thing I would always point out is that places, let me give you an example. Arborgate, they have their own fertilizer blend. By the way, it's great for those all those fruit trees we just mentioned from blueberries to figs and citrus in between. Uh, but you, you're also going in there looking for, say, Nitrofoss, Super Turf. They carry it. They're smart enough to carry the the highly recommended, uh, often asked for products like Nitrofoss Super Turf. And when it comes to fertilizing lawns, I love the fact that most places that are nurseries, garden centers, mom and pop operate carry more than one fertilizer. So you have choices. You go and ask for what you want. And you, you stick to that. <laughs> go in and when you go in and ask for what you want, stick to that, okay? Try If you're going to try this schedule for the first time, this is a perfect time to start in on the schedule because of Mother Nature's rains. Couldn't ask for a better time to jump in on this schedule and not worry about the heat burning anything up. Okay, so back to the point. A place like the Arborgate carries a few different types of fertilizers, not just their own. But when it comes to things like mulches and soils, especially for the garden, they sell only their own. And I applaud them for that because their soil is some of the best out there. It's, you know, it's blended per their recipes. Uh, same thing with their, they have compost now. You can get in, you can get these in super sacks. You can get their soil or their mulch, uh, mulch I'm sorry, their compost in super sacks. And uh, I highly recommend those things when they're specific from a nursery or garden center and they've had their own blend put together. It's like We'll call it a proprietary blend. You cannot help but succeed with their soils and their compost because they've been Blended to their specifications. And that means it's great for Gulf Coast gardening. From Tomball to League City, it works. But you got to go there to see it for yourself. You can get a pair of eyes on it. They'll show you what the soil looks like. They'll show you what the compost looks like. And they sell these by the bag or by super sacks. And they can hook you up with the super sacks as well. The Arborgate, one of a kind. Worth the trip no matter where you're coming from. They're at the FM 2920. A mile and a half west of 249, FM 2920, a mile and a half west of 249. I'm going to give you the exact address. I haven't given the exact address in a while. It's 15635, 15635, FM 2920. Again, that's just a mile and a half west of the Four Corners is what we used to call it. It's no longer that anymore, but basically a mile and a half west of 249. So easy to get to and always worth the trip no matter where you're coming from. And I think you'll understand when you get there for the first time ever why we call this a true gardener's nursery. FM 2920, 15635, FM 2920. 
morning, everyone. Let's get back at it. Uh, look, I hope you got your pen or pencil handy. Maybe your smartphone. Type this down real quick. Write this in real quick. TheTrustedLab.com. TheTrustedLab.com. You know it's the only CBD company I trust. All right. They are running a huge 4th of July freedom sale. If you're a veteran, listen closely. Their huge 4th of July freedom sale is applying to everyone, but specifically for veterans, you receive an extra 25% off all products. Whoa! So many sales on all kinds of different products for 4th of July sale, but 25% off if you're a veteran. And free shipping. That comes because you listen to Garden Life. Uh, so go to thetrustedlab.com, T-H-E, trustedlab.com, the or the trustedlab.com. This is the best lab-tested CBD in America, and it's made right here in Texas, Texas-based company. It's the only place I have trusted for my CBD for, gosh, we're going to like three years now. I use it. You should use it, too, for pain relief, joint relief. Uh, inflammation type of relief. If you need help sleeping at night, the nighttime gummies are the bomb too. If you need, um, if, if you experience any anxiety during the day, the daytime gummies, they really help. So, so many great products. I would love for you to take some, you know, give yourself 10, 15 minutes of going through thetrustedlab.com. Use my name somehow, some way in the promo code and that way you know you're going to get free shipping and take advantage of these sales. If you're a veteran and you need some these gummies with CBD, I, I would take total advantage of this if I was a veteran. 25% off all products. That's part of, just part of, the huge 4th of July sale for thetrustedlab.com. Here is Candy in the Woodlands. Good morning, Candy. You are on the air, and I am looking at your picture. What's up? Good morning, Randy. Well, you posted a beautiful picture of your coleus on doing color without flowers and invited us to join the celebration, so I wanted to send you the collection I have in the back. Yeah, now you're doing all yours in uh, pots, right? Yeah, they're still looking for a home. I'm trying to find just the right place to get them in the ground. I, I like the idea of leaving them in the pots for the rest of the summer. <laughs> I can, I, I'll let you in on a little inside secret. When I've uh, taken care of uh, coleus like this or that kind of color in pots, is mm-hmm. I pretty much only use Medina has to grow for plants the six twelve six formula for that. Okay, and it and like you're getting the soil activator to help that soil, and you're getting uh, the right kind of buffered fertilizer to keep all that what we call color in the leaves going. Oh, great. I've already had to pinch off some blooms to keep them. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Ooh, gosh, thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to have to make a note to myself because that is something (laughs) I'm going to cover in the next week on Facebook about pinching uh, blooms. I I don't understand how people have never figured this out, but if you don't pinch off the blooms, the flowers, when you see them on coleus, then they're going to get leggy on you. The more you pinch off the flowers, the more full they get. And that's what I love about them. Yeah, but golly, you got to stay up on that. When, when yeah. I see people letting them go and you, you get nothing but those tiny little pur- purple stalks of flowers, and then n- next thing I know, two weeks later, they're going to be laying over or they're going to be just ragged looking leggy. Yeah, they're pretty flowers, but you got to get rid of them. I know. It's, it sounds counterintuitive for people to understand horticulture a little bit, but pinching back on coleus and other kind of colorful plants like that is essential to keeping them looking good during the summertime. 
May I ask a different question? Yes, ma'am. I have a white verbena in the front flower bed, and right now it looks just almost bleached. So I've fertilized um, it. The leaves look bleached? They do. Yeah, I tell you, go look on the back side of the leaves. I bet you have, like, spider mite damage out the wazoo. Oh, okay. Okay. And you need to get something. I've always used spinosad for spider mite damage, so it stays a little bit on the organic side. Uh, I don't like using systemics on flowering plants like verbena. Uh, because I, I don't, I want to protect the bee populations. Okay, great. Well, happy Fourth of July. So, and thank, and you, thank you. Appreciate that. And one more thing, I'm gonna give you a little, a little insider knowledge on this. Um, I would like you to look up spider mite damage or just okay. insect damage on verbenas, and I think you're gonna see when that bleaching uh, out, that whiting out is gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna have a little aha moment. Okay. Okay. We usually do, listening to your show. All uh, right, thank you. Appreciate thank you, that. And yes, happy 4th of July, everybody. I, I keep forgetting to mention that today. <laughs> hey, other than when we come back to the top of the hour and just reminding you, we're not best of, we're not rerun, we're not mailing it in. This is live. This is the 4th of July. So happy Independence Day to everybody out there. And uh, we will take your calls. We've got two hours down, two hours left to go. So we're technically halfway done with today's uh, program. And then I promised uh, young Will uh, a lunch so we could talk about his future career. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. You're, you're, you're on my personal Facebook page, too, Randy Lemon Facebook page, right? In about 15 minutes, I need you to go. You're going to need to remark on something. I'll see if I can tag your name on it, too. I'll tag a few names that... It'll be affiliated with, but that's just my personal Facebook page. Something you need to see that I saw yesterday based on something that I know we're going to talk about at lunch today. And it made me sad, but in a, in a, I don't know, good way sad, but just brought back a flood of memories for me. Something that we we're supposed to talk about today, that flood of memories. <laughs> uh, I was over in uh, the River Oaks area at, at a lunch yesterday and I saw that. For the, I drove by that place for the first time in years. It's probably been seven plus years since I've driven by that area. And that's just sad to see from what it used to be to what it is now. All right. That's inside secret for Will. <laughs> but I need you to be uh, following me on my personal Facebook page for you to certainly appreciate that. Uh, so what, what can I close with for you guys that uh, makes a little bit of sense here? We've been talking about the fertilization during the summertime. Please do not hesitate. If you could get down, if you know your grass is dry this morning, you could get your fertilization down before a rain comes, you will be the beneficiary of it, the way it greens things up. I promise you that. Um, some of the things that we've talked about since the early part of the first hour of the program, the Medina Soil Activator, Medina Plus, fixing weak soils, fixing damaged soils, like one of the first calls out of the barrel today from Titusville, Florida. Um, he, I think he understood. I think something got sprayed on there that damaged the tips of the grass. But we can get in with soil activator and bioremediate the soil so things will get healthy again. So there's so many great uses for it. We had uh, Bruce talk to us. He was the CEO of the uh, Battleship Texas. But he was calling in to give me the kudos for the advice I gave him months ago worried about that huge 100 ground transplant of the oak tree and 
the red oak tree, and it, things have really started popping for him. Uh, here we are, four months since then. And again, that's the last thing I'm going to mention before uh, Young Will plays that blues walk music to get us out of here on the end of the hour. Another tie back to the Lyle discussion we had earlier. Um, how do I explain this? I'm not going to. I know I'm going to. I'm going to save the details for next hour because I don't want to get too far into this. And then, then I thank Candy for bringing up the the. I made the note right there, right? Will I made the note? Eventually, this uh, coming week, there's going to be a tip sheet on Garden Line's Facebook page, having to do with pinching back the flowering. Don't let coleus, other plants like that, uh, copper plants, another great example of that. Don't let them go to flower. Right and. You will keep them bushier, you'll keep them fuller, and they won't get leggy on you. And it's something to think about. I don't have time to write that piece right now, but I will do it. I'm making notes to myself to do what am I going to be talking about this coming week. And if you're not following us on Facebook, you don't have to you don't have to follow us to benefit from some of the information. Just go check out the Garden Line Facebook page from time to time. That is it. But there was something else. Mm. I'm having a hard time thinking about it. All right, so let me take care of this uh personal post for you will and other friends of mine in that business and we'll see what the reactions are and that's something we can talk about at lunch today this is the garden line i'm randy lemon that's young will melbourne identity and if you want to call right now and get in on the board and be the first one up next hour feel free 713-212-ktrh and that's 713-212-ktrh Five eight seven four. I'll jump back on email again at the very top of the hour. So if you've got something you need me to look at, uh, maybe you have to ask permission to send in those pictures first. We'll take care of that over the next half hour as well. pick up on this uh, Pride of Barbados thing. It created a little debate. I took a couple of comments off there. But in what? Would you say about an hour plus later? I, I think I tripped up Will with this. Looking at it, it's right at 4,000. 3,979 views of this. And 208 engagements. <laughs> and I already have nine comments on it. That's what I was going to do is go through these comments for you on the Pride or Barbados, but most of them, I, I can't answer some of these questions because I, like you, am blown away that they even came back. Judy said, love mine. We'll post pictures once they bloom. <laughs> Ren says, I need the seeds. Wow, I need the seeds. Margaret says, shocked mine came back. Love the color. This is from uh, Baldy. Oh, I, mean, I know Baldy. Uh, personally, <laughs> he's a love the color. It's wonderful. Hummingbirds, butterflies, love the nectar. Yeah, that's true. So Karen asks, how big do they get and do they spread? Well, I don't know what you mean by spread. 
Um, if you don't prune them occasionally, they will get leggy and kind of flop over. But, you know, no, most of the time I've, I've seen them max out at about six or seven feet. You never see them really much above that. Um, Ginger said, mine came back, but no blooms yet. Well, there's an answer I have for someone like that. Let's feed them. Get some Color Star, Color Express. Uh, get some hibiscus food maybe down there. I think they love hibiscus food, if I'm not mistaken. But mine died and have new ones popping up everywhere. They didn't die. They, they overseeded. They reseeded. They came back from the root system. Just fascinating. I love that plant and love the color. And even young Will, who's not even into uh, gardening himself, everything, first thing he notices how striking the colors are. And then they're shown in these pictures. <sighs> what else do we need, Will? Anything? Is there something else we needed to go through for everybody? It's benefit. Let me give out the phone number. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740. The official opening is I'm Randy Lemon, the host. That is young Will Melbourne identity. He's the one taking your calls. And when you call him, he needs your first name, what part, town, where, where are you calling from, period. Because like this morning we had Titusville, Georgia. Yesterday we had a North Carolina call and a Tennessee call. So you can call from anywhere in the southern United States. I can handle the southern gardening questions, but I'm no I'm no good in California. I'm no good in Idaho, Wyoming. So gardening is very local. Gardening is very regional. You know how they say uh, politics is local. Gardening really local. Uh, and this all came up a week ago. I don't know if it happened with you or it happened on the Saturday last weekend with Ryan, but we had somebody asking about, and they were calling in from another state, whether it was Florida or not, and they were like, uh, why aren't you syndicated? <laughs> this is because gardening is local, very local. I am Gulf Coast gardening uh, adept. But this Gulf Coast gardening practices and everything doesn't work in Canton, Ohio, as an example, or you know, Erie, Pennsylvania. So... Keep the gardening stuff local. There, there was a national gardening show based out of New York. I'd filled in on it one time. It was intimidating, overwhelming. It was. It made me realize I don't ever want to be known to on the national scale. I'll keep it local. And I'm at a stage and an age, place in my life that this is perfectly fine for me. <laughs> I do not need to go global. I do not need to go national. Uh, but the neat thing about it is, uh, stepping outside of that word syndication, you can hear me wherever, whenever. We're on, you know, streaming online. That's how most of the people that were calling from the other states were listening. They're listening online. The stream, as we call it. I get a lot of people that listen uh, to the podcasts online. And then they'll email me sometime during the middle of the week or try to call in the next week. But that, it was a kind of a great, innocent question from a caller from Florida last weekend. And it was, or it may have been Georgia, can't remember now. But they were asking, like, why are you not syndicated? I thought this was syndicated if I'm listening to it, you know, on a computer right now. No, it's just the stream. Just because we can go online and listen to almost any radio station. And, you know, credit where credit's due. People like iHeartMedia, the parent company that I work for. Uh, they're, you know, steps ahead of this when it comes to things like podcast and stream and uh, services and free services online. And you can, you know, create your own, <laughs> you can create your own, like, listening pleasures and choices because of the ch those choices we have online with music. You don't have to just do it on a radio station. It's kind of cool 
if you told me 25 years ago when I first started doing this that you would be heard, Randy, in Titusville, Florida, just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, I would never believe it. But it's, it is kind of cool. And, you know, iHeartMedia has a lot to do with that. So thank you for always being a couple of steps ahead and others in this industry. And I, w- I was talking to... Um, I was talking to young Callum about this yesterday. They're probably seven, nine years from now, if I'm still doing this. I, I plan to. I would like to do this for 10 more years, and then that's it. I want to be able to walk away after the 10-year mark. Um, the, I could see in about seven years from now, I may be even way more into podcast type stuff. But our podcasts are free right now. Uh, you can listen to the content of this show free of charge a week from now. Young Will. Callum, Ryan, they're all part of that. They have to build these hours into podcast hours, and then they get that posted on our website. And you can do that at ktrh.com. You can do that at randylemon.com. We're tied back into that uh, as well. So podcasting is uh, will be more, I don't want to say intentional, but it, it's going to have a different focus for me than what we, the way we do podcasts right now. I'll definitely be doing something more like a service I could see starting in about five years, maybe as early as three years from now. I have no intention of doing it in 2022. There's too many other things I got to work on having to do with garden lines. So then we'll start thinking about it in 2023 and then getting really busy with it in 2024. So that's a three year mark from now, if all goes as planned. And then five years from now, I can see a bigger impetus, impetus is the word I'm looking for into podcasting, but I don't want to stop doing this because Garden Line live on the air, getting those questions live on the air is the way it's always been and for me always will be. That it birthed itself from a farm and farm and ranch show because the farm and ranch guys were answering fertilization questions at one time for people that wanted to know how to take care of their own yard. And this was uh, at a time when people didn't have extensive landscapes. Back in the day, and I drive around subdivision I used to live in, Walnut Bend. The sub- subdivisions like Briargrove Park, Walnut Bend, Lakeside Estates over on the west side of town. You drive through that um, Briar Grove area. Uh, you could drive through those areas and you still see minimalist landscaping uh, and you know poorly cared for yards. But people did not really get into, into in, I, I say, extensive landscaping. Until probably the early 1990s, around 88 is when it really started changing, I think, for the better. And people got more into landscape, more landscape companies, and then uh, a lot of independent nurseries and garden centers kind of were hitting the scenes back then. Then the Walmarts and the big box stores came about with their own garden centers and started putting a little mom and pops out of business. But the ones that are still around to this day, like Plants for All Seasons, tells you they know what they're doing. In so many different levels. So if Plants for All Seasons, which is at 249, uh, just south of Jones Road, right there on the feeder, been there since, I want to say, the mid-1970s. Think about that for a second, how it has evolved. But that it's kind of a great family story, too. That uh, So Victor started it with uh, some friends, and then the friends wanted to go into landscaping. That's Pierce Scapes. <laughs> it's great small-world tie-back stories with all this. But so... so Tom Pierce gets out, goes into landscaping, but Victor's still the owner, and then he starts having children, <laughs> and his children are all adults now, and they all work in that nursery in one capacity or another, and it's kind of a cool story when you get right down to it. And the fact that they've been raised in it, they knowledge. I mean, you don't have to go get a horticulture degree 
to have the kind of knowledge that that family has when it comes to gardening here in the Houston area, which is why I send people there all the time. I love sending people there. They're like family to us here on Garden Line. Plants for All Seasons 249, just south of Jones Road, online at plantsforallseasons.com. Um, I would like, I, you know, I'd check, see if they posted it. I think they're open today. Uh, I know that Southwest Fertilizer is not Plants for All Seasons, and this is the one on 249. I'm going to see. I'm going to check their website and see if they posted anything about being closed on July 4th. I don't see it. So we'll just assume that they're open on today's July Fourth holidays. I don't. They they they're like me. They very seldom take holidays off. But it does say they open at nine a.m. Fourth of July hour. So you're on this one side note. So go what twenty one thirty two eight two one three two eight FM two forty nine or Texas Highway two forty nine. I should say uh, just south of Jones Road, right there on the feeder, and go on and see what a true family owned and operated nursery feels like, and how you get treated like your family the minute you walk in there as well. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come and move that in my direction. So thankful for that. It's such a blessing, yeah. Turn every situation into heaven, yeah. Oh, you are. My sunrise on the darkest day Got me feeling some kind of way Make me want to savor every moment Slowly, slowly You fit me, tell me, love how you put it on Got the only key, know how to turn it on The way you nibble on my ear, the only words I want to hear Baby, take it slow so we oh, can last long tú, tú eres el imán y yo soy el metal Me voy acercando y voy armando el plan Solo con pensarlo se acelera el pulso Oh yeah Ya, ya me está gustando más de lo normal Todos mis sentidos van pidiendo más Esto hay que tomarlo sin ningún apuro Despacito Quiero respirar tu cuello despacito Deja que te diga cosas al oído Para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo Despacito Morning everyone, welcome in This is the Garden Line News Radio 740 KTRH If you got a Garden Line question, now's the time to get it in No time like the present uh, I know we've... Uh, been all over the place today, no, no true theme, but because we're here, we're live, we are not taking the, the day off, we didn't want to run a best of, uh, did not want to mail it in with some kind of pre-recorded show or anything like that, we wanted to be here live for you, and uh, hopefully you'll take advantage of that. Also, um, I, I will throw this uh, great idea out, if you are part of Facebook, go look at that Pride of Barbados picture and if you've had success with Pride of Barbados like you feel like you're a a, a pro <laughs> with Pride of Barbados call me let me pick your brain on a couple of things I want to know what you've been feeding it I want to know how often you prune it I want to know whether you know how tall it's gotten for you in the long run I, I it's kind of one of these plants that get, gets talked about once a year usually in the summertime when it's really popping its color and people want to know what it is, and we'll tell them, and then we move on from there. 
But since this thing survived the freeze, oddly to me, because it's so tropical to me in nature, for this thing to survive the freeze, I want to hear from some true experts who have like been had Pride of Barbados in your landscape for years. This may be for someone in Galveston, too, because Galveston, you see them go crazy in Galveston during the summer months. They do love the summer heat. They do look pretty pathetic during the wintertime around here, but we know that we're going to prune them all the way back, and they always come roaring back. But who knew, after the February freeze, that Pride of Barbados would (laughs) be a rock star? But we didn't know it until four months later, and I say this with emphasis again, too. Ladies and gentlemen, it's really only been four months, only, underline that word again, since we started recovery from the freeze. So are there some things you can still wait out? Absolutely. Just like this Pride of Barbados. It's growing, but it may not be blooming yet. I can help you get that little blooming action kicked into place, I know, with a couple of little additives. But I'd also like to hear from somebody who's had some experience with that. Also used um, summer fertilization questions. This was the detail thing I knew I'd held off, held off on for you, Will. Um, when we get to the summer months, if people are fairly new to Houston or people are fairly new to Garden Line, people are extremely new to our schedule, right? they hesitate to fertilize in the summer because they think that kind of heat is going to burn the lawn. If we can time it with Mother Nature's rains, that was a topic in the first hour, if we can time it in such a way that we get it down on a nice, cooler morning, like right now, on dry grass blades, and let Mother Nature water in, you don't have to worry about burning anything. And even if we don't get rains, this is going to sound a little repetitive, but even if we don't get rains, let's say this is a different year, a drier early July, you can still fertilize as long as you water it in for just a couple of minutes, like less than five minutes is all it takes. It doesn't even take but two or three minutes to really get enough water on a fertilization during the summer months to feel confident that you're not going to burn anything up. Then the last part of that whole discussion having to do with the fertilization schedule is if it still bothers you, I'm not going to put down a synthetic fertilizer. Well, you still and should fertilize. Well, do the organic one. Do an organic one. And we, we recommend several different varieties of organic fertilizers on our organic schedule. And in the uh, regular schedule, there's several recommendations. It's just the reason Nitrofall SuperTurf is recommended more than anything. For, it's for several, several different reasons, all very applicable to the situation. You ready? It's the most readily available. It's everywhere in the Houston market and southeast Texas, frankly, right? Because it comes from the Nitro Falls Warehouse, which is based here. It is designed for St. Augustine, Bermuda, and Zoysia grasses. It's designed for southern turf grasses. Right? And it is the most cost-effective, pretty much, of any, what we call controlled-release, slow-release, 312-412 fertilizers. actually have written about this in the past. I'm not going to post that on Facebook today. But there's so much to talk about when it comes to these different types of fertilization applications during the summertime. And again, everything can and should be on a case-by-case basis. If you're already used to the schedule, you know this already. You know what to do. You know when to do it, right? But a lot of people are new to the area, just moved here from another state, maybe from a northern part of Texas, 
we do handle things a little bit differently than most of the rest of the United States when it comes to horticulture, when it comes to gardening practices. So keep that in mind. And of course, I love talking to you on a case-by-case basis so we can clarify anything for you at 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Let's get to John in Sugarland up next. John, good morning. You are on the air. Hey, good morning, Randy. What's um, up? Real quick question about my Sega Palm. Uh, after the freeze, all the fronds obviously died, so I cut them all back. Well, we've got a, a female Sega Palm, and it is you know trying to propagate, but none of the fronds grew out of the crown. Uh, I have just fronds coming up out of the pups. But, so, but, but, is the crown still alive in that fuzzy, you know, creamy-colored fuzz? Yes, it is. All right, then you you just have to wait this out. This was kind of a little bit of a talking point uh, more than a couple of weeks ago because people are still in a little bit of frazzled state on their sago palms. And I, I know you cut off those, what you thought were dead fronds, and they may have been yellow, they may have been brown, but we tried to keep those in place as long as possible. That was our first round of advice. Keep those in place as long as possible unless they're flopping down, unless they're starting to turn more of a brown, darker, grayish color, washed-out color. Then you would get rid of them. But while they were still kind of yellow-brown and still in their normal upright position or, I should say, you know, horizontal position, then you, mm-hmm. we tried to leave those in place so it would focus the energy towards that core so that a new set of fronds would come out of the core. When everybody started trimming off all their fronds on the sides, now all this new growth started happening at the roots and on the side of the plant. And essentially, unless you wanted to start a new sago to that side, you sh- you're supposed to start, st- start taking away some of that new green growth. Again, focus the energy back to the core. Some of these sagos are going to take longer than others. I repeat what I said a little while ago. It's only been four months <laughs> since the freeze. So some of these sagos are so much slower in setting new fronds. Some of them are setting seed pod heads instead of fronds. we got to get through the seed pod season, and you will get new fronds. You've got to get through all this side growth and base growth. Get that out of there as quick as possible so you refocus the energy on getting new fronds from the core. And you will. It just may take a lot longer on some of these. Okay. That's what I figured. Uh, I'm getting seed pods already on mine. I just didn't, you know, I was going to just cut out all the, the fronds that are coming up from the pups, but I didn't want to totally kill all the, all, I, I was worried about photosynthesis for the, the palm itself, so I didn't want to Yeah, don't worry about that. It's about, it's about focusing energy or re, redirecting energy. I think I'm just overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> are you an engineer by trade? Uh, no, logistics. <laughs> yeah, same. Logistics, <laughs> um, really, uh... Accountants, engineers, love when they admit they overthink some of the things that can be so simple in the gardening world. My dearly departed dad was one of them. He's an engineer, trained, you know, got a mechanical engineering degree. Um, and the things he used to try to think out in when it came to lawn care and landscape care or even going to a, what would you call it, like a arcade game, he would in his mind, engineer the angle of the beanbag to knock the mm-hmm. bottles over. My, Always my, overthought things. My daughter is an engineer, and watching her stack pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, honey, it's not that hard. 
All right, so we'll, we'll make it easy for you now. Don't overthink this. This is the Garden Line, News Radio 740 KTR. Let me think about it for you. I'll, I'll do the thinking for you. You just want to call in with that question. We've got a pretty full board, so when we come back, i got David and Willis, Dave and Spring, Fred and Sugarland. Ladies, where are you this morning? 713-212-KTRH. This is the Garden Line. This is a great song, considering all of the heat we've experienced. A little consistent rains. It's a cruel summer so far. But we'll survive it. We always do. Got a question? We've got a full board, so write this number down when you hear us get through the likes of David, Dave, Fred, Diana, and Don. Then we will open up a line for you at 713-212-KTRH and get you through this cruel summer gardening-wise. David Willis is up next. Good morning, Davis. How you doing? Good. So I've got a uh, a product called V I G O R O, and uh, I, I was unable to get to uh, what I wanted. And what do you? What, it's a twelve ten five for for my vegetables. Am I doing right with that? Or it's okay. I mean it. It's not designed for Gulf Coast soils, I don't believe, but Vigoro is a national brand, much like Scott's, and okay. uh, so always be careful. But that's low enough, buffered enough, that I wouldn't hesitate to use it. Kind of more in the, like pre-planting, kind of work it into the vegetable bed early on, and then just after things have established and you've got a couple of weeks of growth, then you side dress a tiny little, you know, just sprinkle it with your fingers, a little side dressing around each plant. You're like the Michael Berry of plants. I mean, you tell it like it is. So I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind uh, if you find good deals on national brands of fertilizer like this. Obviously, I'd prefer you buy local. And I, I for the future, you should be buying local. You live in Willis. Uh, you've got to, you know, access. There's a nursery up there that should be carrying more of the local stuff as opposed to, like, Vigoro is more of a big box store brand. and. That's that national. Never use national lawn fertilizations down here. Let me give you an example. Like like the name I just mentioned, Scott's. That was never designed for St. Augustine. It was never designed for Bermuda. It was designed for Kentucky bluegrasses. It was designed for fescues. All right? Yeah, it can green things up down here, but it's not helping our soils at all. And we have to improve our soils if everything's going to work. And that same thing holds true when you're doing vegetable beds. So if you can tend towards more of the companies that have designed it for Gulf Coast area soils and weather patterns, that's that's great. You have you know so many different companies from Nitrofoss to Nelson Plant Food. Nature's Creations are a great organic line. Microlife, like the ultimate organic vegetable food out there, and it's green label, 624. But um, if you got it, and it hasn't been it had even if it hasn't been open, I wouldn't take it back. I'd use it. The that Vigoro vegetable food that when you give me the ratios on that, that twelve, ten, four, or five, fine. Nice and buffered. You know, any kind of food usually helps. So next up is going to be Dave in spring. Dave, good morning. You are on the air. Yes, sir. And uh, one of your brilliant ideas on in hot weather, how to control both Virginia creeper and nutsedge. Well, nutsedge, easy. We've got a tip sheet on nutsedge, nut grass. 
Kalinga, nut sedge, nut grass, anything in the sedge herbicide world works. Just have to make sure you're adding a surfactant to it. That is the key to success. Even if, uh, let's say, XYZ brand might say on the label, do not add surfactant, it's already in here. Add a little more surfactant because it's not enough for our hard waters. They don't understand how hard our waters are down here in southeast Texas. So that's why if you take a moment, just Google search my name, Randy Lemon, Nutgrass Control. You'll hit everything I've ever written for the last 20 years on controlling nutgrass. And it all starts with making sure you have the right herbicide and making sure you add a little bit of surfactant so it sticks to it. If nutgrass, and this came up I think yesterday, if nutgrass is in the yard, you've got to be able to use that surfactant because you really want to spot treat the nutgrass in the yard. You don't want to just go wall to wall, you know, <laughs> like you're painting yeah. inside of a house wall or uh, you, you just, you want to get it on the nutgrasses and okay, I have a lot. Okay, well, you've ignored it too long, so let's still spot treat as best as possible. Uh, if you yeah, have nutgrass in in vegetable beds or beds, you can definitely take something like a piece of cardboard and block the plants you need to stay, and then you can spray willy-nilly on the nutgrass in beds. And then you want to get rid of Virginia creeper. Is it like in beds? Is it in other plants? Is it on the fence? No, in grass. It is in the grass. I bet you that's not Virginia creeper. I want to bet you that's pepper vine. All right. Pepper yeah, I want you to look up pepper vine when you get a chance as well. Uh, you can use uh, pepper vine. If it is pepper vine, I've seen broadleaf weed killers take out pepper vine in yards. Um, if not, then you're going to need to get a brush killer herbicide, and you're going to need to, I mean, wick it on, sponge it on a little bit. Just The brush killer herbicide has to be specifically on the leaves of the pepper vine or Virginia Creeper, if it truly is that. So you could look up Virginia Creeper versus Pepper Vine and get an ID on this right away. Okay. Yeah, on the, on the nutgrass, I tried the sedge hammer, and, which didn't really work, and I guess it's probably because I didn't put the, either enough or any surfactant in. Yeah, and, that, and it, trust me, because their label says don't use surfactant, but if you don't, you're going to experience what you just did. I will warn yeah. everybody, this is kind of a fun warning, on using uh, like sedge hammer specifically, it can take two weeks before the kill happens. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but if you if it's been more than ten days and you haven't seen a dieback on the nutgrass, then yeah, you can reapply spot treat. Let's make sure you add the surfactant this time. Right. Okay. And then hopefully in seven to ten days you'll see a decline in the nutgrass. You'll see it starting to go away, but if it has happened more times. I've done this long enough where I've experienced it myself. I've had plenty of listeners, participants of the show have this happen to them. It can take 14 days before the quote-unquote kill really takes place. It's the darndest thing. In this day and age and the world we live in with herbicide use and most people, you know, you see advertisements for national herbicide brands. is like, yeah, you'll see a die back in six hours. It's good. True. Depending on broadleaf weed, you kind of the grassy weed killer you're using, but the sedge herbicides take several several days to really kick into high gear. All right, let's uh, go next to Fred in Sugarland. Then we got to take a break. Fred, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. I have I follow your fertilization schedule for many years, aeration, uh, micro life. But I had a problem last year with uh, some worms that ate up the yard. Got those finally killed. The grass is growing back, but there's kind of left potholes. I've tried enriched topsoil. I was just looking for a mixture 
to try to fill in the holes. Uh, good question, and and I be specific. We used to talk about, and st- I still do, getting a product like enriched topsoil. All right, and most of the places that provide mulches, compost, and soils by the bag, and even by the bulk, uh, for us, they all have a turf mix that by old standards used to be called an enriched topsoil. But because they're blended with no real topsoil anymore, uh, well, I still like to call it ETS. I actually wrote about ETS several weeks ago. Like the ETS, the whole story is what the title of it is if you want to kind of Google search that. Oh, you know what? That'll be a fun thing to post on Facebook. Let me get this. What's your name? Fred. <laughs> Let me. i got to make a note here. Fred in Sugarland. And I'm going to redo the ETS on our Facebook page so you all understand. And everybody has different names for it. It can be like Turf Mix, Turf Blend. Uh, They have all kinds of fun different names for it. In fact, I was thinking, what is Landscaper's Pride? Okay, hold on. Landscaper's Pride. I was hopping Enchanted Forest. Enchanted They they probably have one of their own, too. But they're going to have something by the bag from Landscaper's Pride or... The ground up, and I'm, I just I got to see this because it's it's. I mean, I'm going to the products for Landscapers Pride because they have a different name for theirs, and I think it's the bomb when it comes to using this as a replacement for ETS, a replacement for enriched topsoil. So hang tight. The name of it is. Come on, that's the mulch. There's the soils. It's called Healthy Soil Compost. That to me is like a perfect definition of ETS, enriched topsoil, healthy soil compost. And I'll give you the names for the ground ups when I come back from this break and uh, Nature's Way Resources. Everybody has a different name for it. And uh, you can read about it in that ETS, the whole story later on. But i got to take a break. I'm going to put him back on hold if uh, we didn't answer all his questions. But based on your question alone, if you can go find one of those healthy soil compost, one of those ETSs, at one of the Enchanted Nurseries, uh, you'll benefit from it to fix that area. Not just compost, but the blend of all that stuff. This is the Garden Line News Radio 740 KTRH. Love that that lyric. Distant lands are not so far away. I don't know why we don't go. Song's called Holiday. <laughs> I'm sure it's a one-hit wonder. If you ever see the video, it's creepy. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> uh, I think this is a German band originally. All right, let's get back to these uh, points that I need to make. Here are the names from the companies, and uh, if uh, Fred is still listening. Here are the specific names. The Ground Up, they used to have an ETS, but now they've renamed it Turf Mix Premium, and it's good. Nature's Way Resources has two. One's called Turf Mix, and one's called Lawn Mix. I like the Turf Mix, personally. And then Landscaper's Pride has a fairly new product called Healthy Soil Compost. And uh, 
Those are what we call ETSs by today's standards, enriched topsoils. It's still easy to say ETS, and it still makes sense to call them ETSs, even though there's really no topsoil in them anymore, from what I understand. So when you call me with that kind of question that Fred said and, and intimated to, I'm like, I'm going to fix it with any, I'm going to fix an open area, a wounded area with ETS. And then last but not least, I'm going to saturate it in, water it in with soil activator. Did that help at all, Fred? Yes, sir. Thank uh, you very much. You're welcome. All right, next up is going to be Don in Baytown. Then Diana will be in Northwest Houston. Try to get both of these in. I think we have plenty of time to do that. Don, good morning. You are on the air. Yes, sir. Real quick. Uh, two years ago, I talked to you about uh, an erosion problem. You recommended Asian jasmine. I took care of that. Uh, you told me first year was uh, getting established, second year was new growth, and third year would be great, or, or you know, for the plant. Yeah, the theory uh, is it's, it, it, it sleeps, it creeps, it leaps those, in those three yeah, years. Yes, yes, sir, I understand that. Uh, my problem is we have had so much rain in this area in a short amount of time, especially this year, that this year it has done nothing. Now, I have used azomite trying to put nutrients back in the soil. I have used the Medina has to grow and uh, uh, soil activator, but we still have so much rain here. Uh, it's not having a lot of effect. Is is there anything else that I need to do other than what I'm doing to help that jasmine? Um, you're not going to like my answer. It, it, that's impossible to answer without being there and looking at your situation with my own two eyes. Uh, yes, sir. So you, it sounds like you might need to, you know, pay a landscape company come on over and consult with you right now uh, and give you some ideas. Once you get a pair of eyes on it, can you can kind of get an idea where something might need to be locked in with stone or um, what do they call it, like landscape edging to help kind of keep the erosion from going on. Um, I've got, also, I've got the edging. I've got the edging. But then there's, you know, the soil needs to be looked at. The soil needs to be tested so that you understand what maybe the rain really is washing all that stuff away. Maybe it's not. Um, I, I don't. For me, I just want to get a pair of professional eyes out there on it, as, and you got to sit, tell these companies, look, I'm willing to pay a consultation fee for you to come take a look. Sorry about that, but that's impossible for me to answer without being there in person and looking at it. Okay, sir. And I know Will's already saying, well, what about Randy Lemon Consulting? Randy Lemon Consulting is on hiatus for the next two months. I'm not booking anything for the next two months. I never do. I have never done RLC in the months of July and August. If it's, if it's emergencies notwithstanding, I can see myself as something is bad, but... Uh, that perfect situation is I'd be good for that. I could come and put a whole report together for him and give him, you know, step-by-step instructions on how to fix that problem if I showed up in person. But I'm not doing that for at least 60 days. I need to get to 1st of September. I need to get kids back in school, <laughs> et cetera. So sorry about that. All right, uh, let's do this. I think we had enough time. We'll go to Diana in Northwest Houston. Diana, good morning. You are on the air. Hi, good morning. Um, I have uh, had several flower beds rebuilt and replanted, 
the one landscaper I had come out suggested I dilute Rutone and spray it on my plants. He, <laughs> he suggested what? Rutone. Rutone. Okay, Rutone uh-huh. is a root. Right. It's for yeah, tra- it's for uh, doing propagation work. Well, these have already been planted, and he said uh, dilute it, put it in water, and spray your plants. And I looked everything up. I can't see anything that suggests doing no, that. No, I, I don't know that that guy knew what he was talking about. Root tone. Thank you. Is, <laughs> it, it's not just a root stimulator. Root tone is definitely for propagation. You dip, dip right. cuttings into root tone for exactly. transplanting purposes. Now, that well, doesn't mean that someone hasn't figured out a way to make it a wettable powder and do it. But I, too, know, I've been doing this a lot longer than you. <laughs> and that is researching these kind of things. And no one has ever come to me saying, hey, here's a different use for fill in the blank. So right. I have no problem with you using This is where we use things like Medina Soil Activator. Uh, things like EV1. These are true root stimulating uh, fix the soil stimulators. I have no or problem with that. Spray on the there are, there are. You know what? This this is going to be good. To we need to carry this over. You hear the music in the background. I'm going to carry this over to next hour because I want to talk about the be careful with the products you use as a root stimulator. Soil activator is not a root stimulator, but when you fix the soils, it naturally fixes the roots. So hence that root stimulation. I'm going to use anything that has mycorrhizal fungi in it. I'm going to use anything that has natural soil activators in it in situations like yours. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Welcome back. This is a garden line. I am Randy Lemon. That is Young Will, Melbourne Identity. We actually have a couple lines open now. Went through an entire board almost during the last segment of the last hour. So we freed up a couple lines. If you want to get in, now's the time. Don't wait till 945. Will and I are going to be planning our lunch menu about 945. <laughs> we're going to be brunching it, aren't we? Technically, we're going to be brunching it. So, um, what do I need to do? Give you the phone number, 713. 713- 212-KTRH, 713-212-5874. If anybody has done anything with root tone and make it a wettable powder, I'd love to hear it. Don't know about it. I've been doing this long enough that if that were something that the horticultural community embraced i'm pretty sure i would have heard about it right now also make sure you, you have all these different type of root stimulator products that have the word root in it also be careful of that if i'm going to use a root stimulator i randy lemon am going to make sure it is 100 organic and here's why if it's synthetic and you overuse it misuse it or abuse it you will burn the root systems so make sure it's as organic as possible and if it's not 
then you follow that label instruction precisely. Don't overshoot it on purpose. Don't overestimate it on purpose. Use it precisely. That many ounces to a gallon of water. That many scoops to a gallon of water. But that's also why I recommend the organic ones, if at all possible. Now, having said that, I also, we've talked about this since hour one today. We had a call that was, that basically Bruce bragged about the use of soil activator to help restore root system. Medina Soil Activator and Medina Plus are the two most readily available soil activators. There are others. EV1 is a good example of that. like that one a lot. And there are some other national companies that make, quote-unquote, soil activators. But we go with, you know, we're going to dance with the one what brung us, and that is the Medina Company because we know it works, and it's based here. So with that said, I I told Diana I'd bring her back on the air, and I wanted to explain that difference between the organic versus synthetic root stimulators. So having said all that, do you need any other clarification? You had any other questions based on this? Okay, you're saying the, the Medina Soil Activator or the Microlife products uh, would be good to spray around, not on, but around the plants that are already planted to help with the growth and maybe the flower power? Yep, you got it. Okay, let me ask you about leaf compost. Is that also good to kind of sprinkle on there? Absolutely. In fact, do the compost, then do the drenching with the soil activator. Oh, Okay. Now, when I do the soil activator, I don't actually spray the plant. Just yeah, the soil, it's not right? going to hurt you to spray the plant, but the soil activator needs to be drenched in the soil. Yeah, think a watering can, you know, like it has the rain effect, a watering can that has a rain-like effect. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I do. Okay. That's how you soak a soil activator in on a perfect basis. You know, some people oh. just make five-gallon bucks and slowly drench it. I love the watering can because I know I'm getting an even spread of the water. Takes a little while longer than dumping a five gallon bucket, but it's it's worth that a little add, added extra effort in there. Okay, thank you. And then then any there are liquid products that have mycorrhizal fungi in it. That too is helpful for root stimulation to help colonize the root systems. The healthier we make the root systems, the healthier we make the plant. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. All right. And you don't have to say it on the air, but if you know how to get to me via email, I'd love to know the name of the person and or company that recommended the root tone as a drench. I can follow up with them very easily, and I can ask innocently. Then I tell them, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You will respect my authority. (laughs) On everything having to do with a root stimulator. All right, this is the Garden Line, News Radio 740 KTRH. Let's sneak in one more call before we have to take a break. Uh, let's go next to David in Hitchcock. David, good morning. Good morning, Randy. Uh, I was calling about your pride of Barbados. Really enjoying <laughs> Barbados. the subject. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Did you have a question for me, or were you calling in to tell me your success with it? I was going to tell you my success okay. with it. I'm very frustrated with the freeze, lost all my pygmy palms, lost all my tropical bird of paradise, and I remembered these plants from my youth, the pride of Barbados, and then there's a yellow one called yellow bird of paradise, desert bird. Some yes, yes, it. yes. So I decided to go out on a mission to try to find them. Couldn't find any local. Uh, everybody says they ship 
very late to Houston if they come. So I ordered some mail order, got them the end of April. Here we are, mid-June. They are very sensitive to being shipped, even if they're packed well. They don't like their roots disturbed at all. So both plants were three-gallon. They lost all their leaves. I thought they were going to die. Stuck them in the ground, replaced where the pygmy palms were, and they're blooming now. I mean, it's amazing plant. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I, I forgot about the yellow bird of paradise. has the exact same type of leaves as the uh, Pride of Barbados, but uh, more yellow in its flowering structure. has a little bit of red here and there and a little bit of orange, but mostly that yellow, and it's a totally different looking flower, and it's very cool. So everything's working fine now. Yep, just trying to find uh, my ideas to plant the Pride of Barbados on the south side of the house. I'm south of Houston, so we're we got a little bit warmer weather, not much, but put that on the south side and put the desert on the north side. But they are very difficult to find. Yeah, nowadays you may uh, ordering them online may be your only uh, hope until things get back to normal in the grove facilities. And just just keep in mind what happened with the freeze. Also knocked out power throughout the state of Texas. We know that, right? The, and it's not just the freeze that had a damaging effect on growers. It's like that loss of power. They knocked out greenhouses that grew these tropicals in their earliest stages, like in their earliest stages like that. So that's just something to think about when you get a chance. And uh, if you want to check out, I'll, I'll, um, I will try to post a picture or two of what you consider a yellow bird of paradise. And I was trying to think if there's anything else that we call the yellow bird of paradise Desert bird of paradise, yellow bird of paradise, but it's kind of in that same family of plants as the Pride of Barbados that we were talking about earlier, um, that Poinciana eventually, but this is a different. But you'll see that the leaf structures are exactly the same. It's kind of crazy. So something to think about, and we'll uh, move on to our first break. And we got, um, looks like Bob in Friendswood, James in Pasa, Get Down Dina, John and Katie uh, coming up next. This is the Garden Line, News Radio 740 KTRH. That's okay. You made my day. Play it again the second time. You got to like do serious XM type music. Uh, I have, you know, 80s on 8. This song pops up at least once a week on 80s on 8 because it's 1982. Long before you were born. Back when I was, that was was the year I was seriously considered doing what you and I are going to go talk about later today. (laughs) All right. um, By the way, Thanks for a couple of people for weighing in on the um, Facebook page. I knew I'd forget to post somebody's name on there. Uh, on This is a personal Facebook page thing. I posted a picture of the specs at the corner of uh, San Felipe and Shepard, the location of the original comedy workshop. And uh, I said, this is sad. No, no, no slight to specs. I love specs. John Reedman, no? Yeah. Love, love specs. I spend tons of money at specs. <laughs> but that location makes me sad because that used to be the comedy workshop. And I said, you know, I felt blessed to be able to see several very famous comedians kind of ply their trick, get kind of work it out at the comedy workshop back in the late 70s, early 80s. Sam Kinison, Bill Hicks, Ron Schock, 
Those are three of the names I mentioned. And I should have. I really should have put Mike Vance on there to begin with. He's like good Houston comedian historian. He can definitely fill you in on everything that went right and wrong at the comedy workshop back in those days. I wanted to be Mike Vance at one time. I thought he was the best. If Mike, if Mike listening, I think Mike has been weighed in on this program before in an email, but Mike, if you're listening, the, uh, the imitation, the, the impersonation of Leave It to Beaver, I will always remember that. That's how funny that was for me. All right, where are we going to go next? Uh, we said we were probably going to go to Bob and Friendswood, and Bob has uh, pictures we need to pull up. So let me put up his information. All right, so what am I looking at here, Bob? So that's the top of my car that I park underneath an oak tree, and I didn't know oh. the stuff on top of the car it's is... Frass, it's FRASS, F-R-A-S-S. It's frass, which means it's insect poo. <laughs> Um, you definitely need to get out there and have that power, and I say power wash, but go to a car wash and have them um, blow that off the top and then send it through a car wash. You need to do that soon because the the sticky nature of the honeydew that also is probably in there with the frass is going to make it adhere a lot harder. So the quicker you can get that into the car wash, the better. If you want to treat it with something to kind of soften it up, you know, uh, just sponge it with a really um, intense percentage of dish soap and water like <laughs> use a half a bottle of like dawn and just let that dawn and water kind of saturate in and then take it to the car wash so how do i take care of the root cause so get rid of the, the um, you uh you basically don't park your car there anymore <laughs> i know that sounds no way to get uh, if it's it? a big tree and you want to get it sprayed you can call a tree company sprayed but if it's a big tree this is not something you can do yourself Okay, so will they know what to spray it with? Oh, absolutely. Any tree company that has a, an arborist on staff or they have like, you know, two, three generations of tree experts in the family, they'll know exactly what to spray it with. But you're going to, uh, and I would highly recommend a tree company do that. Or a, a pest control company can do it too. If you want to hire a pest control company, I'll give you the number from McGrath Pest Control. See if you want them to come out there. But the reason you want them to do it is because you've got to be under the tree. you got to be spraying upward. So you need to be wearing, you know, a mask. You need to be wearing a hat. You need to be wearing long sleeves, long pants. You don't want to be coating yourself with this insecticide as it rains back down on you. All right, sir. So if you want... Um, 281-469-8230. God, I can't remember the number right off the top of my head, but give me a second. I'll give you the number for McGrath Pest Control if you'll just give me a second here. New window. Having to pull up your pictures, uh, I can't just type in new addresses from time to time. Okay, 281-469. What did I say, 8230? Come on. 281. Come on. It's That's not fair. It's not giving me the other number. But I think it's, I think I was right. 281-469-8230. I'll double confirm that when we get to the next break, if you want to write that down. But pest control company or a tree company is who you need to spray a big tree because there's something going on up there, whether it's lace bugs, whether it's aphids, uh, all kinds of stuff. But that's basically what is dropped onto his car. is called frass, F-R-A-S-S. And if you look it up, it's basically insect poo. <laughs> Best way to describe it. Uh, let's go next to um, James. James is in Pasigit down Dino. Morning, James. Good morning, Randy. Hey, I sent you a couple of pictures. I hope they came through. All right, let me. I'm gonna have to pull up your email too. Do, 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 do. All right. So, what are we looking for here? Well, I, I, Ooh, I don't even like what I'm seeing. 
Oh. Like, is that, let me is let that me a, back up and pretend like you're going to call me for the first time and say, Randy, I've got nut sedge and I need to kill it. Is that what you're going to call right, it? What you should have right called it first, and I would have told you to get sedge hammer or sedge ender or Monterey's nut grass control. Uh, I'm not even okay. mentioning the product online that you posted that picture of because that treated in the hot summer months here will really do damage to your yard. Okay, so that's a cold, a cold weather. Uh, no, it's weather. Uh, actually there's one perfect window for killing nut grass with that specific product, and it's usually around April through the first of May. We cannot be over like 88 degrees as our high temperatures. Bottom line. Oh, okay, I'll write that on the bottle. Did you get the other picture? Um, you sent more than the one? tunnel. The tunnel. Oh it yeah, been two pictures. Oh wow. Um, I'm not sure what's tunneling in there. I can't. I know. Cicada killer. No, cicadas killers are like holes. I don't know. Have you seen any big, huge wasp going in and out of there? Yes. Okay. That's why I know what it is. Leave I it alone. Flying around it. Yeah, just leave I, it alone. I, if you I, don't I, like cicada killers, uh, you can spray like a liquid version of seven S E V I N in there, and it'll kill it immediately. But no, I like letting them do their thing because they're going to be gone pretty soon anyway. Because I, I made a mental note of this myself when I saw one of the you know uh, skeletons, exoskeletons of a cicada. But we're we've gotten past the harsh part of the summer where there's a lot of cicadas, so that means the cicada killers themselves are not going to have much to do. Okay, I've got one more question: rain fastness for uh, uh, sedge ender. And uh, oh, I can't think of the other one. Uh, it doesn't matter what the herbicide is. I always go by minimum of six hours. Six okay. hours is the best time frame for rain fastness on almost every herbicide. Are there some that are in three, four hours? Sure. But let's always hedge on the side of longer rain fastness so we know it doesn't have to be reapplied after a rain. All right. Thank you a lot, Randy. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, board. if that if that is a true cicada killer tunnel, that's unusual for them to hang out that close to the concrete. Usually they are always dead in the middle of a yard. Dead in the middle. Well, I've, I've got four or five other places where they've dug in, but this one is the only one that stayed. So that's why I thought it was unusual. Yeah, I may have to play with that on Facebook later today. See if we get right. any other answers. Cool. Happy 4th. Happy 4th, and thank you for... Um, Hearing me out on, and you knew exactly what to do after I said that. Let label that bottle of that nutgrass herbicide to only be used in the months of like a very end of March, April, first of May. Temperatures, temperature sensitive, temperature sensitive, temperature sensitive. And for gotcha. Thank you, you very much. You bet. Seven one three two one two KTRH is our number. Seven one three two one two five eight seven four. We need to sneak in one more call. Get as many as we can. Before we get out of here, so I'm going to go to Marie in Baytown, and then I got pictures to pull up for John and Sherry. So bear with John and Sherry. I know you guys have pictures in, and uh, we'll pull those up when we get a chance right after the news break. In the meantime, Marie in Baytown. Good morning. Good morning, Randy. Uh, I have a question of why the blooms on my gardenia plant fall off before they bloom. We just planted this gardenia tree in the springtime. Tree. Well, it's like a tree. It's, I guess that's how they, they pruned it and so forth. Oh, okay, so they've trained it to have a trunk. 
Right. Okay, gotcha. I was going to say, I've never heard of a gardenia tree before. <laughs> so anyway, the blooms just fall off. They look like they rot at the end, I get where the node is, and they just drop right off. And when did this get planted? Um, probably April. In the ground or just in a container? Yeah. No, it's in the ground. Okay. What have you fed it? Well, we use a liquid fertilizer uh, for acid-loving plants that has the acid, the magnesium, iron, calcium, all those other nutrients for gardenias and other plants that like acid. And we do that every two to four weeks. Okay. That's part of your problem, I'm going to bet. You shouldn't have to fertilize that often. Okay. All right. Was it a miracle Grow product? No. Was it a Fertilone product? I think it is. Yeah. That's been, see, that's the synthetic. A uh, um, couple of things, all right? I want you to invest in a bag of MicroLife Acidifier, or even a, a seven-pound jug. It's smaller, less money. Uh, but you want the red label 624, the Acidifier. Right? And I want okay. you to invest in some soil activator, liquid soil activator, like the Medina products. Okay. We're going right. to, you know, basically we're going to scatter the acidifier red label 624 for acid-loving plants around the base. And we're going to water it in like a rain can watering with the mm -hmm. soil activator. I want to pinch okay. off every bad-looking bud I possibly can. All right? Okay. We're going to shift the way this is being fed. I think what you've done is you've over-chemicalized that soil. As many times you said you did that, and with a synthetic, supposedly, like, like, like miracle Grow makes one that's supposed to be acid-loving plants. But if, if you have to use that every two weeks, something's off, right? You should only have to do this once every, like, other month, every 60 days mm. with a true, like, acid-loving plant food. So let's change the way this is being fed in the soil structure, and I want to hear back from you in 30 days because we can't do anything about much less uh, trying to get the blooms on it. That's not our goal right now. It's fixing the soil. You fix the soil, you fix the roots, you fix the roots, you fix the growth up top. All right. So we'll take, I want to hear back from you in 30 days after you do this. This is the Garden Line. Here comes Nikki with news, weather, and traffic. And we're going to have final half hour. we got some pictures to look at, too. Everybody's uh, sending in their pictures today. It's kind of cool. And we'll be right back with more of the Garden Line calls in just a moment. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
right, this is the we're wrapping things up down to our last twenty minutes of garden line. Uh, let's get back to the board of calls seven one three two one two KTRH. That's seven one three two one two five eight seven four. I'm gonna throw out one more number here related to a conversation we had a little while ago with the gentleman with the Asian jasmine. I tell you, he might need a consultation. So I'll throw this out. Try Peerscapes Tuesday morning. See what they charge for a consultation, on-site consultation. That could be the answer because if something outside of your purview needs to be done in rebuilding beds, restructuring, um, kind of taking slopes and locking them in, tiering those slopes to lock in Asian Jasmine, that's the company that's going to need to do the work for you. Peerscapes. 281-370-5060. Anybody else need to write that number down because it's time to redo all the beds since the February freeze? You want to redo everything, get the drainage and irrigation crop proper? You can build the beds right now. You don't have to plan a thing till October if you don't want to, but get the beds built. 281-370-5060. If you need a complete redo of the landscape, call them. 281-370-5060. All right, let's go. Who's been there the longest? John and Katie up next. John sent in some pictures too. So what are we looking at, John? Okay, uh, three weeks ago when you were at Seagull Ranch Hardware, um, uh, uh, you gave me a bag of uh, the Nelson Turf Star that's going to be coming out next year. And I put that out in the backyard and I put Microfoss Super Turf in the front yard to try and you just see what, what happened. And uh, they both did real good, but uh, I'd have to say that the uh, Nitrofoss product uh, did a little better, I believe. Uh, I'm I'm happy with both products. So, which is which <laughs> that I'm looking at here is the the picture of nothing uh, but grass, the front yard. Uh, I've got three. Them, I got three pictures you sent in. I got seven pictures. One, that oh, I sent in. there are only three that came through. Then, sorry. Huh. Okay. Can you read the ad, the the uh, numbers on those pictures or mm, no? No. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you what I'm, I'm looking sure at. What... The first picture I'm looking at looks like a, a you know kind of a lack of grass up near the roots of a tree, and there's just like this path of drainage that's kind of got a yeah. deadened grass area. You're right. Yeah, that's the backyard. Okay, and then. I'm guessing and the next picture is also the backyard because there's a lot of correct. potted plants and a stack of wood in the background. Correct. Right. That's backyard. And then the next yeah. picture is just, to me, nothing but grass. Right. That's the backyard. Same okay. Backyard. So I'm only looking at backyard pictures. Correct. Right. Mow, man, dude. You need to mow. <laughs> the more mow you mow that really week. green grass, the thicker it will get. I'll mow once a week. You can mow once every three to five days if you want to. Seriously. I know yeah. I mess up my my uh, my neighbors and Katie because I mow like every five days. But that's why I've got the thickest, greenest grass on the block. If you let it get tall and lanky like that, um, right. then that starts shading out the need for the grass to spread and fill in. It's like okay. haircuts. The more you do... Listen to me, Will... It's like haircuts. The more <laughs> Will needs a haircut. It's <laughs> giving him a hard time about that. Uh, when you give a haircut, it'll fill in in other areas. So that's kind of the way you got to approach the lawn care. I know it's been raining a lot, but whenever you get a chance, it doesn't have to be every seven days. Whenever you get a chance, mow the yard. 
Okay. All right. All right. So based on those and, uh, only three pictures, that's about all I can address for you. To thank you for the update, and uh, I like uh, I like what I see in that uh, nothing but grass picture. That looks really right. green. It is. And so yeah. that tells me that that uh, Nelson Plant Food new formulation did does what it's intended to. It's definitely there to just green things up. And I I don't doubt for a second that your front yard pictures are your, like you said your assessment of the Nitrofall Super Turf in the front yard is probably a little bit better because it is more balanced. It's more controlled and has more elements to it than just nitrogen. Okay. Uh, one of the other pictures that you didn't get was a picture of a Pride of Barbados. Uh, that you talked about just a little bit ago, uh, that it came back from the freeze. Right. And, and it's doing good. Uh, and it gets up to about seven foot at the highest, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say six or seven feet is for me. So, yeah, I appreciate you backing me up on that. And uh, I've been feeding it uh, Space City hibiscus food. There you uh, go. Oh, man, that's a, even better because that's the water-soluble hibiscus food that goes right, right to work on the root system. Also, the, some Color Express that you gave me last. Oh, you're doing a great uh, job. <laughs> you're doing all the right things by that Pride of Barbados, aren't you? Yeah, and then also last week or two weeks ago, I put on some MicroLife Maximum Bloom. Wow, you really want this thing popping, don't you? Yep. That's smart, though, that, that liquid version of the MicroLife Maximum Blooms. That's a smart move because we're doing that drenching along with the focused feeding. It's a good combination there. Uh, plus, it's organic, that liquid drench with the MicroLife product. Good. Good stuff. All right, uh, let's do this. We're going to go to uh, Sherry and Bel Air up next. Then uh, we're going to kind of be in a position where we have to shut things down, and hopefully uh, we'll have enough time to get to Daniel in spring. We'll probably be our final call during the final segment here in a moment. Sherry, Bel Air, good morning. Hey, Randy. What's up? Uh, I sent pictures. Right. Okay, you got them pulled up? Oh, I got a picture. Uh, Well, they're basically the same, so I've got two questions. Okay, yeah. First question is, my daughter just moved into a house with established, I believe those are Japanese blueberries. Kind of were Japanese blueberries, yeah. yeah. Well, that's my question. Um, so, do they need to cut the uh, dead leaves or let dead branches off the top? Yeah, I would cut it, it right in? at that fence line. It, okay, I have to answer this if this were mine. Okay. Randy Lemon woke up, went outside, looked at that fence line. Ugh. I do not have the patience to wait for that thing to fill in for the next two, three years. So I'm going to cut right. all those pom-pom tops off, and that gets us right at the fence line. You follow okay. me? Yeah, so we're basically on the trunk of the tree at that right. point? or Okay. Right there. Just flat with that fence line. You, you'll you have a definitive line you can cut on. Okay. And then and, hopefully, uh, and then look at below that, any limb on those Japanese blueberries that looks dead still, let's prune those away. You've got to get as much okay. dead and much brown out of there as possible to refocus the energy of the plant. Okay. And it'll happen, and it's going to come back from the base even faster then. Oh, okay, great. And so it'll just kind of be like a... Yeah, then like it'll a, be an ongoing terror. process to train it back up into those pom-pom-like forms. It's going to take a couple of years. This is not going to happen overnight. And the phrase of the day has, it's only been four months since right, the freeze. Right. Only. Right. 
underlying I did that take word. A picture, uh, but they've got, I guess, big ivy. Is that the real common ivy that yes. grows up? And long? it's growing. It, it'll come back too. Again, get rid of as much brown as possible on the fig ivy. Okay. Okay, so don't leave the brown there to give us a lattice or anything. Yeah, I, I bet you that was a dang good-looking bed before the freeze, wasn't it? Yeah, it was real pretty. Yeah, they, um, I like I like whoever designed that bed. I like what they did. Oh, my gosh. The lady will be so excited. But, uh, uh, you know, obviously right now I'm not too happy with it. and uh, It's just going to – maintenance is going to – I don't want to say high maintenance, but m- consistent maintenance is going to be the key to success on this. Absolutely. We got to run for this break. We'll be right back. A couple more messages, maybe one more call from Daniel and Spring, and then we'll shut things down for the weekend on this happy 4th of July weekend. I'm not even going to say it anymore. I don't need to say it. I shouldn't anymore, but we are live. We've been live all day. This is not a best of. This has not been a rerun, but we are not taking any more calls. What's on the board is what's on the board, and that's all we're going to play with until we run things out today. So um, with that said, it's all yours, Will. everyone welcome back this is the garden line news radio 740 kthrh i'm your host randy lemon thank uh we'll thank him now in case we've run out of time and don't get a chance to thank you will melbourne young will or will melbourne identity in our nickname world as the host of garden line i have not had a producer i haven't been able to give a nickname to in years and it really started with our friend Captain Kurt, Kurt Grabenstein, Captain Kurt, and, uh, and I started calling him K Grabs. That's <laughs> where the nicknaming of producers started. Then we had the first young Will, <laughs> that was Will Simpson. We had uh, the amazing Joey G, Joey Griffin. He became amazing Joey G because he earned his stripes during the almost was it is it four years. Or is it just three from uh, Hurricane Harvey and all the rain and all the flooding? Or am I thinking, yeah, am I thinking that correctly? But uh, Callum, it took us forever to find a nickname for Callum. Scottish Pine stuck. Ryan's easy because his last name's Money. <laughs> easy Money. And who, who knew I'd ever run into a, a, a young producer whose last name is Melbourne and me being kind of the biggest fan of the Born Identity uh, series of movies. so And that's it. So Will, Mel, Born Identity. He'd still be a young Will for us as well. How many people are, how many people, hold up your hands. If you're driving, don't. Just do it virtually (laughs) in your head. How many people are going to really enjoy their outdoor living space today for 4th of July with family, friends? You're proud to have everybody over, right? If you are, it's because you got a good-looking backyard. You probably have an outdoor paradise there's a lot of people that are embarrassed to have friends and family members over because frankly they've done nothing to improve their outdoor living space i'm going to give you the name number website of the company it's here it's local it started here that can help you so many different ways allied outdoor solutions um, the number i'm going to give you is considered a toll-free number but again don't call it until tuesday morning everybody's taken today and tomorrow off being that fourth of july fell on a sunday the toll-free number is 833, the number four, Allied. 
833, the number four, Allied. But here's what you should do to get started. Go to AlliedOutdoorSolutions.com. That's AlliedOutdoorSolutions.com. Do you just need, like, your pea gravel improved? Do you need your cool deck improved? Do you have just, like, what are they, you know, those 10 by 10, 20 by 20 concrete patios that is not looking so hot? Mold, mildew, algae. You can just go over the top with their carved stone, make it beautiful, and then it's going to make you do more things with, like, grills and outdoor kitchens and stuff. If you need outdoor kitchens done, they can do that. They work with pavers, bell guards, other different types of concrete. Anything they can do to improve your outdoor living space, the name does say it all. AlliedOutdoorSolutions.com. But I always invite everybody to check out the Carvestone per- first because that was what I was, oh wait, like almost 15 years ago, hired to speak for first. I was like the original spokesperson in the Houston area for Carvestone from Allied outdoor solutions 833 the number four allied final call for the day as promised daniel spring good morning good morning sir how are you doing i'm good i'm about to be really good because i get to go to one of my i'm not saying what it is because i don't want anybody else to show up there (laughs) but will Will has suggested we go do our lunch early lunch brunch at um a uh, restaurant I haven't been to in so many years, and I am so looking forward to it. So I'm about to, about an hour and a half from now, I'm going to be the happiest camper in Houston. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully I got a quick and easy one. Yeah, uh, we'll you. determine that I've in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a peach tree that I put in the ground back in April, and it's not looking too good. The leaves on it, all the newer growth on the bottom, the leaves have fallen off. Well, of, let's, let's back leaves. up and start with... Did you use my tr- fruit tree planting technique? Ooh, no. the silence is deafening. <laughs> I did use uh, some Moderna Plus on it. No, no. Uh, I'm I saying my there. technique, the, the way we plant fruit trees, is critical to a, a fruit tree success in getting established here. Um, this may be a need to reset. If, um, if I went out there to your property and I pushed my arm into the tree would the root system move around like a you know stick shift on a car or would it be locked into place no sir it's locked into place right um and then i may not want to reset that here's what i'd i'd ask you to do it's almost what we were talking about just a little while ago fixing somebody else's problem i want to poke some holes all around the base of the tree and i want to put some compost around the base after poking in the holes. Oh, sorry. I'm going to poke the holes. I want to put an organic fruit tree food out. Microlife orange label will be the first that jumps to my head. If you have like Nelson's fruit tree, citrus tree food, you can also use that. Scatter that out. Let it start percolating through the holes. Then cover that whole area up with one inch layer, not more than that, of compost to help feed those holes again. Um, this didn't get planted correctly. I'm certain of that. Because what I asked is if you read our fruit tree planting tip sheet, we did. We've done it several times over the last 18 months, posted on Facebook. It's on the website. So I would ask you to Google search Randy Lemon fruit tree planting technique. I want you to read that and kind of get an idea, wrap your brain around why that's so important for the soil and how it gets planted in a slightly raised bed for the drainage. I'm worried about your drainage. I'm hoping the poking of the holes will help. But without seeing that in person or being there in person, this is my best guest for you right now. Thank you, Will. Happy 4th of July, everyone. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.